you got me thinking if it was really worth it Putting it all at this effort just to end up less than perfect But on our great intentions, something used for our protection Are they just another way to force out imperfections? I guess I'm just effective, pointed in the wrong direction The library in my head has one fucked up selection Now children, pay attention, or you'll receive detention Cause after this, you'll be tested on your own reflection Yo! Yo, 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 yo! Yeah, we don't need to lean that close to the mic. Why am I leaning so close to the mic? The audio is actually pretty solid. <laughs> Can you hear me back here? Yeah, yeah kind of. I'm, I'm just going to sit normally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. This is the 40 Up Fridays podcast, episode 89. Damn. Brought to you by no one, but, but it could be brought to you by someone soon. Because we are now eligible for sponsorship. Oh, what? That happened uh, between you know this episode's recording and the in the last episode. We we got uh, enabled for sponsorships and also donations. So if people like are listening to us directly on Anchor, they can subscribe to donate. So if people want to do that, they can. And then also, please listen, spread the word, bring the good vibes because that'll probably bring sponsors to us because now we're eligible for that. And it'd be cool to make some money off of this. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, we do this strictly for fun. I've been doing this for like a couple, like two years now. A yeah, I think, two about, years. I think about two years now. And, you know, I haven't made any money off of it and I still do it because it's just fun to do. As you know, uh, women would say, men only do podcasts because they don't want to go to therapy. Therapy is expensive. Okay, yes. bitch? I can it, talk about my problems for free. Even with <laughs> insurance, you're still paying like a $25 copay. Man, I can't afford a $25 McDonald's dinner sometime. Right? Like, nigga. <laughs> like, but, um, anywho, this is episode 89. Thank you guys for rolling with us. Damn, we about to hit episode 90 next time. I gotta say, uh, I don't know if you purposefully do this, but you always give me this good news about, about the show in the beginning of the episode, and I just get filled with like oh confidence all right here we go this is something i've been lacking oh I, I i like to start it off strong you know so you have like that 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 uh that good feeling in you kind of like that strong mm. standing before i rip it down oh before, you know, I yeah take, I, I gotta bring it down trust me by the end of this drink i'll be i'll be angry and yelling too. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah we didn't plan anything but i got a couple of things to rant about i know ryan wants to talk about a few things uh, the last thing we'll be talking about is, um, I'm gonna give a review for Drake's, uh, Certified Lover Boy. Um, I'm not gonna spoil anything about how I feel about it. I actually want to talk about it. Uh, but that'll be towards the end of the podcast. I have some things I want to rant about as well. So this is kind of gonna be like a chill thing. We kind of been pre-gaming low-key beforehand. Yeah. So. A little bit. I had a long day. Uh, we usually record on Sunday, but something came up on Sunday, so we're technically recording on Monday, September 6th. So I worked today, but I don't have work tomorrow. My days off are on Tuesday and Wednesday, so I was like, I'm gonna just get fucking drunk yeah. and just rant about shit. And I'm gonna watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get a little inebriated, but of course, of course I think course. I think I think I think this is my moment to watch. Um, but then I get the flashbacks of you in my garage. Watching and then you the get Majin Buu saga. <laughs> <laughs> Majin Buu, bro? Oh, man. But anywho, Ryan, how are you? Um, shoot. I almost wasn't going to be able to record with you this week. Mm. Um, guys, I, I know last time I shout ranted about COVID, it was political. But this is just genuine wear your mask. Be be safe i had a scare Ooh. um 
uh, Marilyn and her family went to a concert on Saturday. And uh, when they came back, uh, I started feeling sick on Sunday. I, like, I know I had mm-hmm. felt sick prior, but I started feeling really sick. And then Marilyn felt sick. And then the rest of her family felt sick. And just as a precaution, I was like, I'm going to take... I'm going to take a test. I'm going to take a, I'm going to get tested for COVID. And I had to tell my HR that, and they told me I couldn't work for a week. And that was exciting until I like about day three. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do at home. So yeah, no, it was, it was kind of freaky. I felt like I had, I, I felt like I genuinely was carrying. It was like, I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But my worry was, Oh, I'm carrying this. What if I bump into someone who isn't vaccinated and then they can pass it to someone who maybe is at risk? Shit. Be safe. Be safe out there, guys. Be safe out there. I fucking slashed the vibe. <laughs> I told you we have to start off with the good news. Um also if you're like anti-mask, anti-vax, whatever that shit is, um feel free not to to pay us anything. I'll still take your money regardless. A nigga got bills and shit he wants to buy. But, um... <laughs> but feel free to not pay it. I mean, like I said, up to you, brother. Oh, you know. man. Look, brother, I'm just saying... They're gonna track us. They're gonna track us with that with chip in the vaccine. And then when they find you, you're gonna wonder how they found you as you hold your cell phone. Yeah. In your hand, Googling information. Well, it's crazy, too, because I didn't mention this uh, last episode, but um, the tiring... I was tired from work. That's why I was like, I don't want to talk about work. Mm-hmm. It was because both um, the drivers at, at my uh, the place I work at, both of them had been exposed. Damn. So they quarantined. Double homicide. Yeah. One quarantine <laughs> for one week, one quarantine for two weeks. And... So I, the only one in my shift who knows how to drive the vans. Uh, so I, uh, me and mm-hmm. the supervisor of the nighttime, we both split up. Like I did the driving to the post office, and she got the pallets set up. Okay. But still, it was like on top of that, we had I had to do my stuff too because the other guy who helps with my stuff was warning machines. It was just a lot of work. So it's like. Wear your mask. If not for the safety of you, just like even even to the bases of it, like fucking over your coworkers. Yeah, like for real. Goddamn. It's not that hard to just put that shit over your face, bro. Yeah. Like when I wore it today for almost twelve fucking hours. Oh yeah. So how are you, Kyle? I'm a little tired. You know, just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> just a tad. Uh, you know, normally when we record, I I still work Sundays too, and then I have work the next day on Monday. And I'm used to the weekends being busy. It's the usual. So I, I just, you know, shrug it off. Uh, Mondays usually aren't that bad. They can be busy for certain reasons, but they're not that bad. Today was real bad. I'm not going to get into it. Just know, like, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with y'all? I just want to go off and say, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> they're just bagels. It's just bread. It's just bread. Dude. I don't understand. I, I I was telling you I was <laughs> telling you earlier when we were walking, um, like I said, our weekends are usually busy, so our sales are going to be pretty high on the weekends. We made ten dollars less today than yesterday, so it was very close <laughs> in sales. And I was like, "Why the fuck were you all in here?" And we were like had like 
half the staff <laughs> we would have normally had. It it, it sucked. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to get into the details of it. Just know I'm going to get a little rowdy because normally I would have had work the next day, but since my day's off tomorrow, I, I'm free to drink a little more. <laughs> it's not going to be like when Kyle was a little too lifted last episode, <laughs> bro. Oh, that was funny. I was fucking gone, bro. <laughs> I want you to know when you left, I tried to stay up and I was like, I can't. I gotta go to bed. That is sim- same. <laughs> same. I got home and I was like, I'm gonna do. What was I gonna do? I'm gonna go to bed. I don't even <laughs> remember what I did. I was just having a good time and I was like, I'm asleep though. Yeah. I'm yeah. asleep. It was <laughs> a good sleep, wasn't it? No, yeah, no. Yeah. I fucking knocked out. It was great. <laughs> but I'm gonna get a little drunk, a little rowdy. A little rowdy. Know? A little rowdy rough boy. A little rowdy. I was and really puppy about to dog say that tails. shit. I was really about to say that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm 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 alright. Other than that, you know, uh, other than that day, it's been pretty chill. Uh, doing my thing. Uh, music-wise, I have s- five and a half of the seven songs written. I want for uh, the the project I'm working Ooh. on. So once they're all written, they should be. I should be done with it probably within like a week in, in terms of writing and like, you know. Being a fucking writer looking over it like 30 times before, you know, you got to edit everything. Hopefully you don't hate it and throw it in the trash. Yeah. Uh, then I'll record uh, and I'm looking to get beats. I think I'm going to get it from beats from like multiple different people. Just kind of have a little variety. Yeah. Because, you know, since I've never had like proper, proper production, I don't really know what sound I'll vibe to. So I think that'll be a good way to like dip my toes in. Yeah. So hopefully it should be done by the end of the year. Okay. I want to say I want to say it'll be done by the end of the year. If it's not by the end of the year, it'll probably be early 2022 that it'll be done. Once once I'm done with the writing, I'll I'll move into getting beats and recording and having fun with that and stressing myself out recording. If it's anything like how I recorded last year, I'm going to stress myself the fuck out for no reason. <laughs> but hey, I, I like making music. It's fun. It's Dude, fun all the time. I'm excited. I'm I'm probably your biggest fan out here. Like, oh, that's I, gay I, as I, bump, fuck. I bump your shit on the regular. Oh. Also, I need more music for my streams. Well, so. you'll get seven more tracks. <laughs> <laughs> you'll seven tracks. Oh, dude. Why won't I do more than seven? Because I I only got seven songs. I felt like writing. It's not like I feel like a thing. It's just like this is it. This is all. I, this is all like I feel like I can express this year. Yeah. And it just happened to be another seven, like it was last year. Well, I guess that project last year was six because they wouldn't let they, me upload yeah, they one of the tracks the... due to copyright shit. But you, you know what I mean. Yeah. But um, it's called uh. <laughs> Why did I brain fart on it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I had it in my head. I knew what, what it was, and, like, the words wouldn't come out of my mouth. Um, a Contradiction in the Theory of Loneliness. That's what it's called. Ooh. So, you know, sad, Ooh. real sad, sad nigga boy. hours. <laughs> sad feller. No, it's got some hype moments. It's it's going to be, like, it's it's similar to Last Project, except instead of exploring uh, mental health stuff, it's going to be more on the lines of just, like, kind of trying to gather myself and um try to get some of that 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 spirit i had when i was younger okay it's not more it's less of a mental health thing and more of a just um damn you used to be a lot more hype kyle what happened work um but but, okay yeah that's cool something like that where it's just like 
yo, bro, yeah, you're an adult, you gotta be responsible, but don't don't let go of childhood, you know, stuff like that. So, trying to bring that back together to the forefront. Well, if you if you're looking for that, if whenever you want me to, let me know. I'll bring my acoustic guitar and we can uh, do. Uh, we can try and do. We can try and do an acoustic version of one of our old drown the sound songs as That'd like a cool. bonus track for you. That'd be fucking cool. I'd be down. Yeah, just let me know if you want whatever song. Yeah, we'll do. Um, we'll do. Um, what's it called? We'll do. Um, we'll do Mazel Tov. No, 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 no. Bad. One, no one's gonna understand what the fuck that means, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> Oh, but we, um yeah we could do like rap lipstick or binary code oh i'm down for all of those especially since binary code was a song that i yeah, had to cut exactly last year so that'll that'll be cool to have um but yeah when i was talking about work earlier i'm not gonna get into it but uh this, this is gonna be my first rant let's just go into the first rant um y'all are so fucking disrespectful to food service workers it, it's appalling it's disgusting and this has been said so many times before but i want to say it because I don't think I've ever really talked about how mistreated uh, employees in food service are. It's fucking appalling. It's just like, dude. Like, you know how when you hear from your friends or hear from people like, like how bad it is, how like fucking rude customers can be. You get like those generic scenarios and like shows or a movie about how they're mistreated, and you're like, oh, of course, it's like you know, over dramatic, over dramatic. Yeah. They're overreacting to, you know, get a laugh out of you at the situation. They're stra- no, it really be like that. It really be like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've said this story on the podcast, but when I was working at Flame Broiler, I'm going to start off with this just to like move into next what I'm saying. But I had been working at Flame Broiler for maybe like a couple months. It hadn't been that long. It hadn't even been like a year. Um, I was a cook. I got hired on as cook. And one day, this couple came in. And I'm going to be real rude to this couple because, one, uh, I am fat. So if I call these people fat, just know I am fat. I'm going to call a fat person fat. We're all fat. It's okay. Uh, second. That tickled me more than it should <laughs> Good. Uh, secondly, they fucking deserved it. They were so. It was. It was okay. So they come in, right? And Ryan worked at Flame Brothers, so he'll understand the terms I'm saying. Yes. Um. This is before Ryan worked there, though. Uh, they came in, and he wanted a chicken plate, right? Yeah. And he was talking about certain things with the chicken plate. And anywho, the ticket comes out. It just says chicken plate for him and his girl. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'm making orders. I get to his. I make the chicken plate. For those who've never been to a flame broiler, a chicken plate is going to be like a plate with like white or brown rice. It's steamed. Uh, some veggies. You get a little salad. Uh, like half an orange and the plate comes with seven ounces of meat you, mini bowls had three ounces regular bowls had five ounces plates had seven so he was getting seven ounces of chicken and we weigh it on a scale so we know it's seven ounces so I make the plate I call it out they bring the plate to him uh, young Cheyenne was also working at this time she was cashier hmm. so she was newer than me at that point I think she started working like a month or two after me okay it was Cheyenne, it was Kevin, he was shift lead, and it was me. Uh, he gets the plate, they sit down, I guess his girl was talking to him, he gets up, he walks back. Apparently he didn't want, you know, the salad or the fruit. Okay, fine. You know, honest yeah. mistake. 
I take the salad out, I take the fruit out, I put more rice in, and I was like, the meat looks a kind, kind, kind of light. Keep in mind that I did this already. He didn't ask for it. I added more meat to his plate. So he probably had like, at that point, 10 ounces of meat. I gave him three extra ounces because it looked a little light when you yeah. just looked at this whole tray of white rice and like seven ounces of chicken. So I was being nice and I give it back out. He takes it, he sits down, he gets up again. Here's where uh, things get a little weird. He starts approaching like a big uh, weeble because he wobbles, but he doesn't fall down. And um, he doesn't approach like Cheyenne, the cashier. Uh, behind the, the cash register, there's like this little window where uh, the cooks in the back in the kitchen can put the food out on that like counter and call it out. And then the cashier grabs it, calls it out to the customer. So And also we can communicate with the cashier, if anything. He walks around the register counter to that as I'm making food, right? I'm making other bowls. Yeah. Slams the plate on top of it. And I sh- I will never forget this because this is what he said to me, like, word for fucking word. This is not me paraphrasing. If I ask for extra rice and extra meat, I expect extra rice and extra meat. Now hook that shit up, nigga. This man is not black. <laughs> This man is, like, Mexican or something like that, I think. Oh, no. But word for word, that is what he said to me. Like, I'm not even, like, exaggerating. If I asked for extra rice and extra meat, which he he never fucking asked for extra rice or extra meat, nor was he charged for extra rice or extra meat, and he already got extra rice and extra meat. Yeah. (laughs) I expect extra rice and extra meat. Now hook that shit up, nigga. And I was just, like, shocked because Flame Brother was, like, my first, like, job job. Like, where I was getting, like, a paycheck. I was on a payroll. I clocked and clocked. That was, like, my first, first job. This was back in, like, 2015, maybe early 2016. Uh, I'm, like, what at that point? 22? Yeah. I think you're about 22. 22. And, um... And inside, I'm, I'm mad. I want to say something to this man, of course. But I'm not used to having, like, a job like that. It was my first job. And I didn't want to, like, say something that gets me in trouble or gets me fired. Yeah. So I give him more meat and I give him more rice and I give him the plate and he sits his fat ass back down. I could not. I I remember just that rage. Like, I remember being so fucking pissed. I was I was mad, dude. Like, I had never been that mad before in my life. I was and I think I was, it was making me more mad at the fact that I was trying to like not do anything. I, I wanted to like step to that dude. He, I, yeah. I was a lot like lighter back then too. So I wasn't even like as big as I am now. So, and this man was tall too and he was big. I would have fought that nigga. I don't give a fuck. I would have laid his ass out. Like I give no shits. Fuck that fat nigga. I would have embarrassed him in front of his girlfriend. This fucking piglet of a girlfriend. Damn. Marvel's what if. Right? <laughs> what if Kyle just risked it all that day? And trust me, Kyle now, like, after, like, being in food service for so long and being 27 years old now, like, I give no fucks. I will fight you. <laughs> the only thing that holds me back now is that I moved and I have rent, but I'd be so tempted. And no one's pushed me that far ever since that day, really. So I've never had a reason to just, like, if you didn't step to them then, don't step to these people now unless they push you that far. But, um... Dude. Kevin was like, 
go outside, go take a break. Cause I was mad. I was like kicking shit. I was, I was fucking furious, dude. I was ready to throw down. And I told my girlfriend about it and she was mad about it. And then like months later, we were at my grandma's house for Christmas and she brought it up because I had never told my family about it. Oh, really? I just never brought it up to my family. Yeah. I like cooled off by the end of the day and I just went home and that yeah. was it. But um, my mom was like, we would have whooped that ass ass. Like my mom yeah. and my, my mom and my aunt, my family does not play that. My family does not play that shit at all. I'm a very like patient person. My family is not. <laughs> my family like is like Kyle is a very patient... My family is ready to throw down on site for anyone else in our family. We're a very close family. We're like small. Like we have a lot. We have a big family, but like small, like close. Yeah. Knit together. So like we, we're ready to ride. Like, trust me. Like I would not hesitate if it was, if it was, if it was for a family member. Like I'd be on it. Like immediately. My mom and my aunt was like, we would have stomped that nigga out. Like yeah. immediately. <laughs> I wish I felt that way for most of mine, but... <laughs> you know how family is. Yeah. That's why I said we have, like, a close that, immediate that's family. Really, that's really cool. Dude. But, yeah, man, that was, like, my first experience, like, dealing with shit like that. And I was, like, shocked that it really happened. I was like, I never thought that would have happened. That man walked around the counter, and Cheyenne was shook, too, because that nigga is big, and Cheyenne's, like... She's this tall tiny. and skinny. Like, <laughs> she was fucking like. I I always said you could pick her up and like yeet her like a javelin. Mm -hmm. Like. <laughs> so she was freaked out. But yeah, dude. And that's probably like the worst I've experienced on the job. But it's not like the only bad thing I've experienced on the job. Dude, I actually have a. I don't know if I ever told you. I have a similar kind of story. Oh, really? If you don't mind sharing. No, no. Go for it. Service for industry. It. Not food service. Like I was working at Target at this mm -hmm, time, but mm -hmm. still, you know, like be kind. You're a Target veteran. We're gonna continue on this train of be kind to your like service workers. Re retail and food service in general, like be be nice to those people. They work hard. I was uh, I was uh, when I was working with the the grocery, like dry goods, mm -hmm. and uh, for a while I was working with um, like this one section, um, and it had like the Latin foods. Yeah. The ethnic foods and um, canned foods and soups. Soup, nigga. And I always got to, I, w I was, I personally ran the liquor aisle, but that's a whole other hey, story. Like, hey, yeah, okay. that was my shit. Okay. That's another story. We're talking about the Latin foods incident. Um, a bigger Latino man comes up to me and he asks me a question and I'm like, I answer him and we start shooting the shit. Like, mm -hmm. we're cool. We're vibing. Like, he seems like a cool dude. And it comes up that I'm dating a Latina. And he's like, oh, yeah, where is she from? And I was like, yeah, her parents oh, are from. Oh, this is pretty recent then. Yeah. Okay. This is like uh, maybe 2017, 2018, okay. maybe 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. It might be 2018, 2019. But I bring up that Marilyn's family is from El Salvador. Mm -hmm. Gears switched. This oh. motherfucker became like. Droopy-eyed, slanted face, spit-flying, yelling guy about how you can't trust Salvadorians and they're evil and they're just going to take Yo. you for everything you have. Yo. And I sat there and I was like, I could sock this motherfucker right across right. his face right now. And I just sat there and I was like, mm-hmm, well, you know, 
she's not like that. Her family's not like that. And he was like, oh, you know, they're just playing you for now, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I don't think so. Have a good day, sir. And he kept going. And I kept, I would just turn and be like, have a good day, sir. Kept going. I walked into the back room, grab like saw empty box by the bailer, and fucking just beat the shit out of it for a second. Yeah, what the fuck? I will say I was proud of my lead because he saw me doing that. (laughs) It was almost like a movie scene where I was like hitting it, and then I turn and he's like standing there. And I he I told him what happened, and he's like he's over there. I'm like yeah, and he's like, and he just went out, and I was like oh I don't I don't know what happened next. (laughs) Oh okay. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. It's always nice when, when co-workers got your back like that. Yeah. Especially when it's leads. If you're a oh, lead, yeah. be, be good to your employees. If they ask you for help, help them. Yeah. As long as they do their job and they're good to you, yeah. no no shame in it. But, yeah, man. And I want people to know, like, situations like that, <laughs> we have to hold back constantly. So when you see videos of, like, people in, like, like, service like that or, like, food service or retail or anything like that. And you see them like fighting with these customers, and you're like, "Wow, how unprofessional or shit like that." Ooh. No, that that was probably like the seventh time that button was pushed. It could have been multiple times within that day that they were like holding that shit back, and you just happened to to be the one. Be nice to these people. They they work long hours. Like I said, I worked almost twelve hours today, dude. I left my house at 6.30. I came home. It was like almost 6. <laughs> like, I I was fucking exhausted. I, I hopped in the shower, felt a little refreshed. Ryan got here. We took a walk down to uh, get some things. And, uh, you know, I slowly relaxed myself. But, bro, I was worn out. I hadn't eaten. It was because the day was just so long. And it was so like, go, 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 go. We have to get this shit done. And I don't want to linger at work while I'm cleaning because I'm like, I'm trying to clean up and go home. So I didn't really sit down and take a break. I was like, I can take a break when I get home. I can take a break when I get home. I was, I, dude. And that's just a day. And that could happen again. That can happen multiple times within a week. I've had shit like that happen multiple times in a week. So when you like get into these people's faces, especially when you see like a store that's clearly short staffed. Oh. Like, like, like today we were short staffed. Like, if you see, like, three people in the front of a store, like a restaurant or something, like, working, and you also see a lot of people in the store or a long line, your first your first thing shouldn't be to complain about where your food is. Clearly, they're, they're doing their best to make it. No, like, like, I'm sorry that the shit didn't come out in five minutes, but how is it going to come out in five minutes when there's, like, 30 people here? And also, some of these people like want like a bunch of shit really fast they're just like where are my 10 sandwiches well i got like five people ahead of you and this person ordered four sandwiches and this person ordered this 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 and this and this person ordered this 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 but also five drinks so we're we're gonna get to it trust me but it's gonna take a while and some people ask for refunds and it's just like yeah that's perfectly fine i wouldn't want to wait this long either like I get it. Yeah. Don't get in my face about it. Like, especially if my back's turned and I'm working and you're yelling at me. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? I'm literally working. Like, like I'm sorry. I, do you want me to serve it to you on a silver platter? Like, 
just be kind. There was this one really sweet lady today and she, she saw we were struggling and she was just waiting for her order. And I know she waited a long time. And I think someone took her order by mistake. Also pay attention to your name. That honestly, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Like this lady, I'm not going to say the lady's real name. Well, who cares? Her name was Heather. Like <laughs> no one's going to know who she really oh, is. Someone's like, we found her. <laughs> but I have this situation happen several times, but it's so annoying on a busy day like this. If I call out a name, like say if I call out Heather, don't walk up and be like, oh, is this mine? Is this for Claire? Bitch, did I say Claire? Like, <laughs> like sometimes I want to be like, did I fucking say Claire? And the thing that annoyed me about today too, like some people, like you'll be like, Jeff, and then they'll walk up. Oh, is this mine? I'm like, I'll be like, are you Jeff? Or is this Jeff? And they'll be like, yeah, yeah. And they'll take the bag and then they'll come back five minutes later. Like, oh, well, this isn't mine. Okay, well, was your name Jeff? No, my name is Tom. Why did you say fucking yeah? Oh my God. Cause you're God. not paying attention. You're trying to get your food and go. Pay attention. Now you have to wait longer. And the person whose food you took has to wait longer. Cause especially during COVID, I have to throw that away. You walked outside with that bag. I don't yeah. know what you did with that bag. I have to throw that away and remake that whole order. Probably gave it to the poopy homeless chick. And then, like... <laughs> like now I, oh God. <laughs> now I have to fucking take time in this busy line to remake an order. Now you're waiting even longer and now you're going to complain again. It's like, I understand guys. It's annoying to have to wait. I've been in restaurants and had to wait a long period of time. But understand, sometimes those people are slammed and they're just exhausted and they haven't had a break. They haven't had time to even like get like some water or anything because they're so focused on trying to get this this mess cleared and to get the orders out. They're working their best for you. I'm not saying every employee's like that. Some employees probably are lazy. I've worked with lazy employees, but nine times out of ten, it's probably not going to be that way. And one thing that really made me think about this stuff, I saw an article, it was from like Yahoo News or whatever, but I was more so focused on the comments uh, because the article was about like a lot of Starbucks employees are, had been having problems with uh, people's drink orders because people like to make, you know, complicated drink orders at Starbucks. Yeah. And they were saying like the tickets they that print out because they have all these customizations just go on and on and on. So they have like rows of like these fucking long ass tickets and so it holds up the drink line because they have to read each specific ingredient and how yeah. the person wants it. And sometimes all the stuff they want in the cup's not even gonna fit in the cup. And then people are complaining about this order, but it's like you made the complicated order. Yeah. And fucking sucks because they just have to deal with it. There's no like system to like help them deal with orders like that to maybe limit how many ingredients they they can add what they want to it to customize it things of that nature and i mentioned that in the comments because a lot of people were being like boo-hoo how about you just quit and find another job first of all that excuse is bullshit yeah because the main issue is that does not solve the problem if you have an issue at a job that could be solved by like you know talking to a higher up and getting some kind of system or some kind of compromise made quitting and leaving does not solve the issue at the job the job the issue stays at that job secondly not everyone can just quit their fucking jobs especially if you're working like at a starbucks or a fast food place you clearly need a job like like you're gonna have to find a new job first before you just up and quit people have rent to pay i have bills to pay and like rent and shit i can't just quit at my job that would be dumb what would i do I'm not guaranteed to find a job that fast. So 
it's 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 annoying. It's a cop out like excuse to tell people they're complaining. It's like you signed up for the job. They signed up for the job. They did not sign up for these extra difficulties that didn't come with the job description. You're making things harder. Yeah. Like I didn't sign up to be yelled at, you know? I signed up to work. Dude, I can't <laughs> fathom having like putting so much complications on an order. I just, I, it, it blows my mind when people are like this, 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 that, that. And you, if, know, you know what drink I feel bad for ordering? Hmm. This is my favorite drink to get at Starbucks. Hmm. The, and it's it's a venti cold brew. Okay. Added shot of espresso. Okay. Two pumps white mocha. Uh-huh. Cold foam. I feel terrible when I order that because I'm like, I once was talking to someone and was like, yeah, you know, if we're rushed, like cold, like foam drinks will like really suck. Cause we have to like do it all. So I'm always like, I don't know if they're busy. Uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like just, mm. yeah, I'm, you know, I, I, tr- I try to be considerate. You don't need the fruity pebbles drink every time you go to Starbucks. Yeah. Just like get crumble a this in tea. it and then mix this in it and then blend this. But I want to, and then you get mad if they make the drink wrong. It's like, nigga, they don't have experience making this fine tailored drink that you yeah. want. Make that shit at home if you feel so strongly about Seriously, it. Seriously, if you like the coffee, you have the ingredients, just do it at home. And then some people, some dude was getting, like, people kept using that defense. I just made that comment and I wasn't really replying. Like, somebody replied to me, they're like, they just quit. And then I, you know, replied with, that doesn't solve the issue there. The store can easily help their employees compromise this issue that they're having, which they should do. The store should make it so that the employees are comfortable and they don't have to be stressed out every single day they come into work. That shouldn't be an everyday occurrence. And then no one has to quit. And then, because if everyone quits, then guess what? That store is going to be shorthanded. They're going to be complaining about your stuff because, you know, they only have like two people working there. But it's one of those things where I, I just said that. And then I just stopped replying because I was just like, that's it. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. And people kept replying for like three days after that to that comment, to that that one comment I made. I was like, is it really that serious to you guys that these people have to just either live with being frustrated every day or just quit and try to struggle to find a new job? And some dude was just like, boo-hoo, you signed up for this. Now shut up and make my damn drink and get it right. I was like, you guys are just pieces of shit, to be completely fucking honest. If if your coffee, if you're going to a chain restaurant and you're getting a coffee and it's not done right, then you're not drinking coffee right. To be, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, like, oh, like I'll splurge them. You know, I, you fucking triggered me finally. I was no, sitting here. Like, and I'm dude, like, I'm t- like, oh. I've been thinking about it for a few oh. weeks, and the shit just makes me mad. So every I, time I think about it, I'm an avid black coffee drinker. Like, but I like my iced coffee, Ebony. and I've learned to appreciate a sweetness with my iced coffee. Mm-hmm. It's quicker to drink because I try to drink it fast. Mm-hmm. I'm at a restaurant. Give me that hot black coffee, like especially with breakfast. Okay. okay. So good. But when I get like a sweet thing, I'm like, this tastes like sugar. This is this is content with me. Like all all I ask is for more caffeine. Yeah. Which I pay the 125 for, for, for the expression like, shot. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Okay, you want you want to fuck it with Starbucks? This is what this is my get up drink. Okay. Alright. Tell me. So I do the the white chocolate mocha frap the ice one mm-hmm. uh, the grande size and then i add um one or well more often two avocado shots 
Mm. What they do is they pour the espresso shot on top of the whipped cream and it like melts in and it melts the drink so it becomes an iced drink instead of a frozen drink it's still somewhat frozen somewhere but you know Mm -hmm. and also the the affogato shots are bigger than the normal espresso shots so you can get a little more bang for your buck there you go it costs the same ryan's dropping gems yeah yeah see i know how to drink coffee (laughs) (laughs) oh man fuck but yeah, and also to the people that like to say, like, you think your job's hard, you're not doing this and this. No one said that their job was harder than, like, someone working an oil rig or doing some shit. Yeah. I, I fucking hate that, too. Yeah. It's like when people, like, are sad about something and they're just, you know, just venting to their friends. And There's people starving in Africa. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing about <laughs> it? Cure my fucking depression, nigga. Like... <laughs> wow, I shouldn't oh. be sad. Fuck you. Oh, man. <laughs> It's like uh, someone I know once uh, when I was talking about like paying a fair wage. I'm all for paying a fair wage. I'm I'm worried about raising raising the minimum wage mm-hmm. because people have this warped view of inflation and they think that it w- inflation would happen. But really, like we should be having a higher minimum wage if we were like in tune with inflation. But that's another story. And all things I'm, are gonna rise up all anyway. I'm, all I'm saying is it would be worse in the long run if we systematically rose the minimum wage rather than job for jobs paying a fair wage mm-hmm. but that's eh, not gonna happen but regardless i was talking about it and he was like well you know i do this i may i help make manhole covers and i put them in the in the streets you know like some labor labor and he's like i only get paid this much so why should they get paid that much and i'm like my response was no you should get paid more for your job why aren't you fighting for more pay why are you worried about other people getting more pay if you're if you're like i make that much doing this much work yeah you should make more money not the money you're working it works across all ways if if, yeah exactly if if a fast food worker is complaining like I should be paid more, which a lot of them should because people are Oh, you just flip burgers. It's like, yeah, I make food, I prep food, I serve customers, I greet customers, I handle the register, I clean up, I do paperwork if you're a shift lead. Like there's multiple things to run a restaurant. You don't yeah. just flip burgers, you and fucking al- jackass. And also like next time you're drunk leaving the bar at 2:30 a.m. and you stop through a fast food drive-through, like think about who's doing that and who's sacrificing their time uh, to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like you wouldn't get your fucking McFlurry if it wasn't for those people. So fuck Not off. Not ice cream machine broke. But <laughs> true. True. Bad example. Bad example. <laughs> but um no, but what you're saying is exactly right. Like they're fighting for higher pay because they think they deserve it. If you think you deserve more pay, fight for your to be paid more. That's what you should be doing. You if you think you deserve more, be paid more. Also, I could be stupid and use that same defense. Well, if you feel that annoyed about making manhole covers, you maybe you quit finding it. You get shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like exactly. You see how stupid that shit sounds. Yeah. Like nigga, you have a job. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you to just up and quit. Like, it's common sense. It doesn't matter where you work. You should be treated like a human being, and you should be. And they should make sure that you have a comfortable situation when you work. And of course, stressful days are gonna happen. You can't expect everything. 
but it shouldn't be an everyday occurrence yeah is what i'm saying every day at work should not be a struggle at work especially for jobs like that it shouldn't have to be that way and for you to tell somebody oh just quit and find another job like it's that fucking easy in that situation like i said does not help the problem that problem is always going to be there and thus it's always going to be a cycle and another key issue is the fact that you're not listening you're completely ignoring what i said and what other people are saying because you have this fucking stupid idea in your mind that oh it's so easy like maybe if you listen to what these people were telling you you would understand that oh yeah that does kind of seem shitty and maybe they should you know accommodate for that situation because they're working to keep your business open yeah i'm not saying baby them but it's just like hey this has become an issue on a daily basis we need some kind of way to make sure this isn't an issue on a daily basis especially when it's not supposed to be the norm for the store i i feel like simple as that i feel like in a fucked up way it relies on the community to not be so extra with their orders um mm-hmm. I'll I gotta say this. If you if y'all are I know okay, I didn't want to call it out at first, but I'm going to. A lot of this has been stemming from TikTok. The TikTok um, TikTok drinks. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants this TikTok drink. We're gonna order all six of the different TikTok drinks we saw and like no 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 no. Okay. If you wanna if you wanna get the TikTok drink, that's fine. Do it one at a time. I don't mean one drink at a time, like one specific kind of drink at a time and order it for your six friends drink it enjoy it the next day order six of the other one mm. at least make it so it's like a one ticket that says six times this. yeah i don't know if that's how their system works if it doesn't that's extra stupid and yeah. <laughs> i also heard they hate um what's it called uh the pay it forward thing you know when people are like oh pay for this person's order behind me or some shit like that i heard that gets annoying for them because it confuses orders and they don't know exactly which drink goes to who Oh, really? because they can't because it's been paid for so they don't know exactly so try to avoid doing that too i know you're trying to be nice and considerate it, a slow day but it seems like yeah it, it's causing a big mess for them especially if somebody orders like said complicated drink now they don't know who the fuck it belongs to <laughs> If you if you walk in and you see like if you see like two young kids and they look like they're on their first date and they're thirteen year olds and they're gonna go to Starbucks and they shouldn't there. be in Starbucks. You shouldn't be drinking caffeine under the age of eighteen. <laughs> anyway. The fuck? <laughs> it's not good for you. Hey, are you mean little I, nigga? I turned out fine. <laughs> okay, I've been drinking coffee since I was eight years old. Jesus. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> it all comes together. I don't know if you ever knew that about me, actually. No, I, that. <laughs> I used to sneak coffee when I was young. Mm. My mom wouldn't let me drink. It, it was very milky coffee, that's mm. for sure. You didn't know how to make no coffee. Yeah, yeah, no. My grandma <laughs> would make it for me, and then I would start making it for myself, and then my mom would get me things from Starbucks, and it just, mm. it just went from there. And now I have a horrible addiction. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually reduced it to one cup a day. I, I, I have two. Like, occasionally I'll have more than one cup, but I try to avoid it. Especially at night. I used to mm. drink coffee at night, too, and I was like, why the yeah. fuck would you do that? It's so <laughs> good, though. It's so good at Like, night. I'll fall for it sometimes. Like, like especially we got a new coffee pot in the house. Mm. So, like, at night. But it's usually on nights where I know, like, well, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. Like, if I don't have work. So I can be up and have the caffeine. 
But I, I try to, like, when I go to work, since we sell coffee, too, I'll make a coffee and be like, that's my coffee today. That's good. That's what I'll have. Hey. <laughs> Dude, uh, my cheat is coffee ice cream. Coffee ice cream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Because then I'm like, there's a little bit of coffee right here. Just, 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 just a little just bit a of coffee. Then I eat half the, half the quart, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But, you know. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And, it, <laughs> and it's... It's so small in the grand, like, scale of, like, news going on in the world and all the shit going on in the world. It's kind of like how Boozy Badass only fucking cares about what Lil Nas X does. You know? That nigga just wakes up and is like, what the (laughs) fuck did Lil Nas X do? What did this gay man do? So I can rant about it on Twitter. So you don't hate the JoJo character. (laughs) Just embrace him. (laughs) Like it just it just leads into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I feel like this one's gonna be shorter because you know it's not my place to speak for the LGBTQ plus community. It's not my place because I'm not a part of it. My girlfriend is. I'm not a part of it. Um, but and my roommates. So this one's gonna be a lot shorter. But um, the the thing I wanted to address is like why the fuck do y'all care? so much about what the LGBTQ plus community do. Who the fuck cares? They're normal people. And one thing I saw that like just made me want to talk about this really quick is um, somebody made a meme about Lil Boozy. Like, because the memes are hilarious. Lil Boozy is kind of an awful person, but the memes are funny <laughs> as fuck. Uh, it was just like Lil Haas X doing nothing. Lil Boozy just mad as fuck. It's like... <laughs> Like, this nigga just, just just waits for Lil Nas X to do something and th- just to complain about it. Uh, also, I, I believe Boozy is the one that said, I'm trying to be straight. I'm just like, so what you're saying is Lil Nas X could turn you gay if he flexes the fact that he's gay too much? Sounds to me <laughs> like you might not be straight, my nigga. <laughs> like, if... If someone can sway your sexuality, you're probably not that sexuality. Yeah. Probably need to do a little soul searching to figure that out. <laughs> like I am straight, and I know I am because the gay shit don't bother me. Yeah. Because they're just people. Yeah. <laughs> they just exist. Niggas be thirsting over bitches all day doing this and that. Okay, great. Let gay people do whatever the fuck they want to do. Dude, and, and <laughs> like, the, the way I see it, the people who are the most fearful probably, probably are. Probably are. Because, like, if they're not on, like, the down low, they yeah. probably, like, are curious. Because I'm, I'm straight as a stand dog. But, like, <laughs> I can look at a man and be like, damn, that is a handsome man. And He is a wonderfully beautiful man. Yeah, and not like, think twice about it. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, because whatever, I know who I am, and I'm comfortable with who I am. Yeah. Like, y'all niggas sound like y'all not comfortable with who you are. <laughs> and you don't want to deal with that issue, so you don't want to see any of that in public because it makes you think about that issue instead of just being comfortable with yourself. And also, like, this whole thing of, like, they're pushing a gay agenda. They're just being themselves. It's, it's, it's not pushing an agenda. It's letting this be known <laughs> and, and i saw a post on that meme i was i was talking about just now uh with them pretty much saying like yeah i ain't saying they can't exist but they're just pushing it on us they're doing it in tv music blah, blah, blah. they just wanted to be normal but they're not making themselves normal okay first of all 
it's normal to see straight people in TV shows, right? Yeah. It's normal to see straight people in yeah. film and television. It's it's normal to see straight people in games, in books, uh, straight people making music, da 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 da. That's normal, right? Yeah. And that's just pushed to the forefront constantly. But when a gay person does it, or when like a trans person does it, or something like that, then it's them pushing it down your throat. Or maybe they just never got to be in the public spotlight before because yeah. that was such a looked upon, looked down upon thing. Yeah. Back in the day, so they weren't allowed to be with the straight people and what is deemed normal. Yeah. But now that they are, it's uncomfortable for you. Exactly. Because that's not your normal. That's like nigga. They they're not doing anything extra. They're just doing what straight people have been able to fucking do. What's what's crazy <laughs> too is I'm really happy with how, um, in the modern sense of like, especially the, all stereotypes have been breaking through this norm. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna talk about the homosexual stereotype in TV and media. It's always like super flamboyant and like oh yeah, Hello, just like, like and stereotypical. And, and they're and not like, a main character. They're like a sidekick yeah. or like but the worst one I've seen. Riverdale. <clears throat> The worst one I've seen is um, Family Guy, the episode where Peter goes gay. Mm-hmm. He gets the gay gene and he turns gay. Mm-hmm. Already bad in itself. Mm-hmm. But the whole episode, he's walking like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And it's all like orgies and this and that. And I'm like, okay. like it- Yeah, they're, they're seen as like. Also, like, they're all, like, all people in the LGBT community are, like, seen as, like, overly sexualized. Yeah. Why is that inherently a thing? Because my roommates are gay. Yeah. And they're not like that at all. The most normal people I know. they're into fucking visual people. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not a monolith. <laughs> like, they're not that kind of person. I'm not saying they're people aren't allowed to act like that i'm just saying not every gay person is like that yeah because they're people at the end of just like us and that's that's why it blows my mind that in a lot of modern media like we have normal people who just happen to be gay and Mm it's still it's like they're pushing it down their throats it's because one one line they're like yeah i gotta call my girlfriend or i gotta call my boyfriend like just, they make it so natural, and they and they try not to make it like a situation, like a coming out thing, yeah. which isn't a bad thing because people yeah. still struggle with coming out. Coming out episodes are good when it's a character that is like. But you can tell, like, when it, like you can you can tell when it's forced. Yeah. Just like how you can tell when like they're pushing a black character just for an agenda. Yeah. But a lot of the time nowadays, like they just have these characters, and it's also because a lot of LGBTQ people are also creators of content now. Yeah. And they're allowed to create this content, so. They write what is normal to them and what they relate and resonate to. So that's why you're seeing a lot more of it too because they're being allowed to do so. No one is pushing anything down your throat. They finally get the opportunity to be themselves. Yeah, that's... Without having to be fucking... Well, uh, clearly not because you guys are fucking dicks. You know know what's crazy? You know what I gotta say? I just made it as a joke like a couple seconds ago, but Mm. I think one of the most strangely well-written gay characters in tv right now is ronald mcdonald of it's always sunny in philadelphia because for years it's been like hinted like everyone's like he might be gay he might be gay and like i don't know if you know this but he came out oh in an episode a couple seasons ago there was like a an episode where (laughs) the plot is there's this lottery ticket Mm -hmm. and 
a situation happens where like it's in D's purse, but D bought it with De Dennis's money, and it flew out, and um, Charlie, uh, no, and then the lottery ticket was there, and Mac bent down to pick it up. Frank called him, look, said, "Look out!" F word, oh. and he looked, and then Charlie kicked him out of the way. And so they're all fighting over whose lottery ticket this was. Mm -hmm. But it came down to um, Mac would get it if it was a hate crime. And he's like, oh, well, then I'm gay. Like, I'm gay. <laughs> and it comes out as a joke. And they're just like, just go back in the closet. We know you're just going to go back in the closet, pretend you're not gay. And then he sits there and he's like, well, you know, Maybe I don't want to go back in. Hey. And it's like super nice. And you're like, okay. And then it's touched upon a couple times in the next season. Mm. I think it's either that next season or the season after. It's called Mac Finds His Pride or something like that. Mm -hmm. Where he is kind of getting pushed away, I think, from the rest of the gang for being gay. But mm. it's Frank is with him. And Frank is kind of like being frank about it. Like, mm. ah, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. But the whole episode, Mac is trying to get approval about it from his dad. Oh. And he puts on this performance. And it's really well done. And it's like kind of a ballet. And they, as Sonny does their dance numbers, it's high budget. <laughs> so it looks really nice. And it's Rob and this ballerina. And they do this dance. And you kind of get it. And Frank does too. And he's like, oh, I get it. Like, it's beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah. like, unfortunately, Dad, uh, Max's dad doesn't approve. Of course. But luckily, earlier in the show, in a one, on a throwaway line, it is revealed that Mac was adopted by Frank. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> in, in the Family Feud episode, uh, fuck it. Sunny, cool. Sunny is coming out soon. They're filming their 15th season right now. I'm really excited. Goddamn, bro. I've been watching a lot of it again. Like, <laughs> show's really well written. But like, also another well written gay character is um, uh, the two in Modern Family. Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah. No, no, but the two, the two <laughs> like, of modern fans. I know, I know the one cow, he's the comic relief, so he's the fun boy one, but then, uh, or is it the other? I forget what their names is. Yeah. But the, I know the, you're the about skinnier that. guy, he, it, it's like he's gay, but he's just a dude. And mm -hmm. I, like, more of that content. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love where it's just not milked, because even with Mac, it wasn't milked. It wasn't like every episode he's like, I'm gay, I'm this. It's just like, yeah. Like, that would be the wrong way to go about it. Yeah. The right way to go... Like, when you write a character, they're a character first, and then everything else second. If I make a black character, unless that story has something to do, like, with... Ex like, extremely wrapped around, like, a situation involving, like, civil rights or black... The black experience or culture like that. If I'm just writing a story, like, like with another random tale, like all of my characters are black in another random tale. But it's not about, like, a black experience. Like, they just are black people. Yeah. They're characters first and black people second. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're not writing a black character. You're writing a character that is black, if that makes sense. You're not writing a gay character. You're writing a character that just so happens to be gay. You like, that's, that's just their life. But yeah. other than that does not define them. They that, do they do things that don't necessarily wrap around the fact that they're black or wrap around the fact that they're gay, you know. That's a really interesting way to look at writing a character, and honestly, it helps me feel a lot better because one thing that's been kind of like shying me from Aquabug is I don't want to write 
our our beloved Ike Woods wrong. <laughs> like, okay. like you know, like I don't, no, I, 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 I like I want to like when I get to that part have your help, but maybe I don't need it. It's it's yeah no yeah. I'm sure you got it. like and also it is always like fine to ask somebody of that race or that yeah gender or that sexuality what have you for advice just so you you know understand the aspects. But again, like I said, they're a character first, then their traits, their lifestyle choices, everything else is second to that character. You're not going to base that that person's characteristics off of those things. Those are just things that happen to define a person. I'm a straight black man. I do things that don't really have anything to do with me being a straight black man. Like, watching anime has nothing to do with me being straight or being black people of other races watch anime animes from japan yeah. uh people of different sexualities watch anime Di- people of different genders watch anime it doesn't fucking matter like you know i just so happen to do that and be black and be a straight male that's just how it is but i have other characteristics i'm stubborn i like to rant i like to discuss i like writing i like reading uh, he can teach dance Sure, whatever. I saw um, him do it once. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you get what I'm saying, and and that's what people need to understand. It's just like you're 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 equating it with being pushed down your throat because it's never been the norm. Like uh, there was an episode, I guess, of like the fucking baby Muppets, I guess, where Gonzo was technically like cross dressing. Wasn't him being trans because mm. he still referred to himself as him and Gonzo. But he's wearing a dress. This and that and this and that. I don't know the whole story. But then parents, like a lot of like parents were like outraged because it was like they're pushing this over-sexualization of children. I'm like, how is that over-sexualization? How is like a man being in a dress like over-sexualization of anything? That doesn't even make... Doesn't it's even in make, TV all the time. A, and also, cartoons have been cross-dressing forever. Bugs Dude. Bunny... What a Bugs Bunny staples. Oh, dressing yeah. Dressing up as a woman. And then kissing the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, you know, he didn't do that for the fun of it. You know, he was getting his rocks off. Like, Ali, that's a weird ass rabbit, bro. Yeah, but, he's a little loony. A little loony, <laughs> little loony too, right there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but it's like you're you're equating like people being gay, lesbian, bisexual, not bi, whatever in that community, as being like this, like oh, we're all like hypersexual and we want to fuck everything. And you're also like equating them to being like child predators, I guess, at that point too. Yeah, that's, Which that's a make little weird. Any fucking sense? Like, how do you jump to that conclusion? It's it's always the like, I don't know. Every time I watch like a Forensic Files or a Forty Eight Hours or any of those kind of true crime shows, Unsolved Mysteries, all this, it's always like the little girl goes missing, the little boy goes missing because of well, the little boy goes missing is a different story, but the little girl goes missing because of a dude. Little boy goes missing. You're just sick. That's not homosexuality. uh, That's pedophile. The weird, uh, you know, the really bad white rapper uh, Tom McDonald. And I I only bring up the fact that he's white because he loves to bring up the fact that he's white. Ah, he's Uh, one of them. He's a straight white male. If you've never heard Tom, I think his name is Tom McDonald. I think that's what his name is. Fucking awful rapper. He he thinks he thinks he's like a white Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Like, he thinks he's like, yeah, I'm bringing these issues to the forefront. It's just like, nigga, no one, you're wrong. I feel like any iteration. I'm edgy to be edgy. (laughs) 
yeah. any iteration of Kendrick Lamar that isn't Kendrick Lamar doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's a one in a million because only he could pull that. Right. Yeah. Like you can be like, this guy's the black Kendrick Lamar, and he's like, I'm like, no, nah, he's not Kendrick Lamar. What? Like, Kendrick Lamar should be black. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. He's his own thing. Yeah. Or, it's, I it's, digress. It, yeah, you guys are weird. Like, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, let those people be people. They ain't doing nothing wrong. I'm not saying those people can't do bad things, but it's not like only those people can do bad things. Yeah. Like, just because a gay person like murders someone doesn't mean oh all gay people murder people niggas straight people murder people all the fucking yeah, time pe- people kill people <laughs> well you always find the cop for shit that's because they're habitual killers that's a different discussion and those niggas is of all different races and creeds <laughs> <laughs> so oh. you know fuck all that those are my two rants so before we get into the album review, I believe Ryan wanted to uh, talk about something. Oh well, before I say that, like I guess coming down to all of this, I can't wait for the for the gay Kendrick Lamar. Like Lil Nas X. <laughs> Damn, we already got him. <laughs> oh bumpkin ass. <laughs> also, Lil Nas X is like probably one of the greatest trolls in history. I love him so much. Have you much. seen the tweets of him like pregnant? I haven't seen those. That's what Lil Boozy's been mad about lately. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm pregnant with Montero, like the album oh, that he's about to drop. Oh my god, that's and what it, this all is this is so about. Fucking mad. I'm like, it's clearly a fucking joke. Y'all oh are so god. fucking salty. That's like, uh, and you're just giving him more like fucking publicity. Like yeah. he, he's such a good troll. Bravo, little nonsense. That's like, um, uh, Bad Bunny has a song. I think it's a uh, Yo Preo Sola. Mm-hmm. I think it's like. Pretty much like the song is like if she says no to dance like she doesn't want to dance is pretty much what the song is about mm-hmm. like if she says no it's no let the girl dance yeah like and um bad bunny is dressed like a bad bitch like big knockers. oh that's like, what that video was. he i remember the, i remember people were sharing clips of that yeah um another uh reggaeton uh artist and well I believe is who he goes by. It's just like, nah, like people shouldn't be doing that shit. Like that's not right. He's a man, blah, blah, blah. And like, uh, I'm pretty sure I might, I might get this wrong. Don't crucify me, but I'm pretty sure I heard Bad Bunny is fluid. Oh, so it's like, fuck off. <laughs> like, like God damn. And even if he wasn't, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like, at the end, like, why are you so worried about what another person is doing? If they're not hurting anybody, who the fuck cares? Yeah, just leave them alone. Like, if I don't give a, if like, I, like, like, I don't listen to Bad Bunny. I have no hate for him. Like, uh, I'm not gonna lie, some of his songs slap. I bet they do. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's one of those situations where it's just like, who the fuck cares? That person, let that person exist. If they are not hurting anyone, I don't care what they do. If they're not hurting anyone, if they're not spreading like misinformation, I don't give a fuck what that person does. They're fine. They're existing. That's okay. Who am I to tell someone what to do with themselves? Like, like I wouldn't want somebody telling me what to do. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> man, you shouldn't do that as a man. Nigga, shut no, the fuck up. Fuck it. As a man, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I've been in a relationship for like almost 12 years. You going to tell me what to do with my life? I know, right? My girlfriend loved me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I bet if you wore a dress every day for a week, she wouldn't leave you. She would probably embrace it. She'd probably give me more dresses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Dude. She'd be like, look, I bought this one. You should put it on. Bruh. <laughs> like... like 
She you wants need... me to wear above the knee shorts, and I have nothing against niggas wanting to wear above the knee shorts. It's just not my style. It's not my. <laughs> she wants you to wear those though. Like the little. Yeah, the 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 workouty kind of ones, right? Or just well, the short shorts. You know that style of shorts is oh, yeah. going around now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just not for me, you know. Like I, I rarely even wear shorts anymore. Besides, like the little like lounge shorts. Yeah. When I'm, like in the house. Yeah, like I usually I usually shorts. wear pants. So. It's it's one of those things. It's just not my style. Yeah. It's not my drip. I like hoodies and anime merch, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I I like whatever graphic tee is on top of my dresser and the pair of jeans that isn't dirty. Graphic tee here for children? Nah, nigga, that's drippy if you find the right shit. Dude. I'm like even Marilyn, who who hates my graphic tees, mm. also says that I have a really fine collection of graphic tees. There you go. <laughs> like, one of my favorite ones. I only wear it when I'm comfort. Is like two stick figures, mm. and, and but one of them doesn't have its like middle line, like its line collecting collecting mm. its body, and the other one has it. It's holding it, and it says, "I got your back, bro." <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, I started... <laughs> That's fucking great. Honestly, on. Like, like honestly, that's fucking amazing. That's a good ass shirt. Like, yeah, like the shirt. more you think about it, you're just like, that's that's some witty. I'll shit. wear it next episode. I'll Please wear it next do. episode. But yeah, like ever since, like especially since I moved to, I've been like embracing just like getting like mainly hoodies. I like winter. I should buy more t-shirts because you know it'd be hot out here. Yeah, in, it's Calman. I hope it's actually a cold one this year. Please, so I can rock this shit. I know. I, I all my, my jackets. Kaisen hoodie. All my jackets are staring at me. I got my JoJo. I wore this fucking JoJo sweater. Me and Modina went to Disneyland like maybe like two months ago, right? Ooh. I wore this fucking sweater, bro. It was hot. It was like 80-something degrees, almost 90 degrees. We'll be right. I never took that shit off because yeah. I paid for it. And it just come in the mail the day before. I was like, I'm, I'm wearing like, yep. this fucking sweater. Yep. I already have my outfit planned out. I... <laughs> Like, I also started to care about my outfits a little bit more. Yeah. I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm putting this sweater yeah. on, and I look drip. I got hella compliments. Oh, hell yeah. Modina and I look dope. Modina had her shit on. She was decked out looking like a beautiful goth goddess. She was getting... We were both, like... I was in a fucking sweater. She was in black. We were sweating. We looked great. <laughs> we looked great. I don't give any fucks. Hell yeah, dude! You gotta, <laughs> dude! I'm excited. Uh, Drippy. Uh, I'm gonna side rail onto that, but I'm gonna throw a side note into your thing. Like I know how it feels. Like I, uh, I wear this coat to work every day. It's I don't have it today, but it's mm -hmm. that brown one that I have. Oh yeah, I, know. I wear that to work I like every that day because it has pockets so it's like in one i have my mask and my box cutter the other my my iphone charger in the front ones they have uh my safety bingo card and like another one i have other stuff i have pens like people will laugh at me because they're like it's hot why are you wearing that and i'm like i'm taking it off right when i get in it just has my pockets like yeah it's my bag without having a bag like fuck exactly. <laughs> but drippy uh, speak, strippy, speaking of d land okay dude okay dude so also, that trails into what I'm going to talk. I know. About. We got segues on so, segues on segues. segues. <laughs> so, um, God, fuck it. Uh, I'm going to chug this. You mind handing me a cacti? Yeah. Yeah. Handing me a cacti. Yeah. Yeah. Get it to the club, buddy. Yeah. 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 Suck them to the party. Yeah. Yeah. The flavor is pineapple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go off. What the fuck? Okay, but um, door open felt good. Uh, next time <laughs> you guys are gonna go to Disneyland, let me know ahead of time because I don't know um, if you know what the new system is. Hmm. Um, instead of passes, they're keys. 
So it's like you get a key, you have to res reserve your spot with the key. And there's a bunch of different keys. There's like the dream key, there's the enchanted key, there's probably the fucking Mickey Mouse suck your dick key. Like, I don't know. But my mama, my mama, because she got, she got us t uh, passes in January 2020. Mm -hmm. What happened in 2020? Oh, okay. So you're, you're, you're itching to. Oh, well, she got refunded those passes. Oh, so, okay. See, because we couldn't go. We couldn't go. Yeah, of course. Like February, we went in once in January. February happened. We're like, we're gonna go as much as we can when the summer ends. And boy, that summer did not end. The mm. just COVID. COVID we is wrote, the summer. We rode that COVID wave. Oh Lord. man. But the key assistant came out. My mom messaged us and was like, since I the passes didn't happen like do you want me to get you keys we're like it's okay like it's expensive don't worry about it mm -hmm. so she's like okay well i got you keys <laughs> <laughs> so oh we're um oh mom actually i gotta reschedule i think the next episode maybe or maybe on a saturday if you're down yeah i'm down for that uh, i need to figure out the dates because that's when we're going because that's when it was available oh yeah for sure yeah yeah just let me know but yeah whenever you guys go again let us know because we got yeah. keys I'd be down. That shit just expensive. Oh yeah, it's hella expensive. <laughs> That's why we were like I've been oh, to man. Disneyland like I think that was like my third time ever going. Oh yeah. I went once when I was like six. I went once with Modina when we were in college because she had some classmates that worked there, so we got the hookups in. Hey. And then that that third time we went like a few months ago. Modina's been to Disneyland a lot. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I have two. I uh, I've been blessed luckily with uh with a grandparent who is absolutely in love with all things Disney hey. and pretty much coordinates the family all having the when I was growing up just mm. feel like if it wasn't for her like the entire family wouldn't all have Disney passes like every year I was a Knott's kid because you know that shit's cheap Knott's was fun <laughs> I love I actually I used to rock with the Knott's pass bro. I I, pr I would prefer if someone was like where well right now it would be Disney but if I had gone to Knott's and Disney within a six month period and someone asked me where I would prefer to go I might say Knott's but I will say if you ever want to see me at my purest mm. like all you know you know all the the shit that I've done mm. like that you know Lilo and Stitch when she has them like lined up with like how bad it is oh if you want to see me at my stitch like the bad is all the way at my feet mm -hmm. see me at disneyland man oh i i i, I will see that now <laughs> dude i will take you on i will be like no we're gonna go this to i this bet side. i bet we would you and me i bet we would have a fucking blast at disneyland yeah. honestly yeah. modina might be like why are you having so much fun now <laughs> <laughs> like i have a great time with modina but it's like cute and romantic yeah it's modina I'll, I'll be like, hey, dude, look right there. And he'll be like, what? I'll be like, don't look. And you're like, huh? Oh, that's Mickey. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. No, we. I, I think we would have a blast at Disneyland. I'll be honestly. like, hey, man, this ride used to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> used to, it still it is. is. <laughs> dude, um, actually. If we made vlogs, that'd be a vlog. A vlog. <laughs> dude, uh, Splash Mountain is no longer going to be Splash Mountain. I know. Princess and the Frog. Because of his little Song of the South connections. Yeah. Zip. If, if I could record one moment in history, it would be when I showed Kyle the Song of the South. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so racist. I was like, holy I was, shit. I was like, have you seen this? I gotta show you this. I already knew Disney was racist, but holy fuck. 
song of the south is fucking offensive it's so offensive that it's funny like you just kind of have to laugh at it yeah like, it's it's pretty fucking bad I, I always tell kyle my favorite part is as racist as it is they have the oh, there's three little kids there's a little, a little white boy a little white girl a little black boy and like the white kids are just running around but the black boy's doing like cartwheels and flips and shit and like i'm like they kind of gave the best part to him <laughs> <laughs> god damn it Oh, fuck. Like, it was the lead in that bit, and I'm like, that doesn't make up for the rest of this, though. That movie was a fucking hate crime. <laughs> like, Dude, so, like, I talked about uh, Lady and the Tramp last time, right? Bitch. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that actually inspired something. Okay. So, Marilyn and I decided, realized that there was a lot of Disney movies that we hadn't seen. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so we, you, uh... We wrote them all down on pieces of paper and put them all in a jar. Everything that we haven't seen together. Mm. Things we've seen on our own go in the jar. If we've seen them together, they... they yeah. Okay, I get you. They don't go in the jar. Um, First one we watched, we technically did it right before we did the jar. We came up with the jar, but we're like, we're going to knock this one out. We watched Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, how was it? It was all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually a little heated about this movie. Because oh, okay. it was like, it starts off really interesting. Mm. And you're like, okay, like, you know, the main girl's a little annoying, but she's a naive kid. And like, she gets hardened because it starts off with her like riding through a desert on her little thing. And she's like, yeah, the world used to not like be like this. And it was like six years ago. And I'm like, okay, Uh-oh. what's going to happen? Okay. So the dad, um, they pretty much dragons protected the world from the darkness like darkness. it's the darkness like it's it's the this dark dark clouds that turn people to stone damn so um that's and it, for every weird. person that it turns to stone another one another part of the darkness grows like oh, they're cool. they're called that's something kind of cool, yeah like, it's concept. really it's really cool and like the beginning is like the dad's like we're gonna they have the last uh, all the dragons disappeared in the fight against the darkness except for one that sacrifice that like did an all-powerful spell that turned uh all that away then it shattered itself in gems it was like something i was sitting there like there's a lot to take in in two minutes but like cool i'm like i'm like give it to me mm-hmm. so the the gem is like the the last dragons the oh ryan the last dragon it's a okay. jet it's it's magic and bro like the dragon ball the the dad is like i want peace between the lands because we're all fighting over this where the dragons wanted peace now we're all warring over this the heart of the dragon or whatever it's Mm -hmm. fucking called and the dad's like we're gonna invite everyone over for dinner and like i'm just like this ain't gonna work yeah that sounds like an awful idea. yeah yeah it sounds like an awful idea but i get where he's going with it like i was rooting for him like in my head you gonna you gonna gather them all up with the orb in hindsight it's a dumb (laughs) idea but at the moment I believed him. I was like, uh, we can do this. So I got him all up, and the orb is there? The dad was the motivation for me watching this movie. Okay. Completely. Love because story dads. Yeah, because it doesn't work. Um, Raya shows a friend that she makes of one of, of the daughter of the ruler of, like, the next highest up kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, she's like, oh, we're friends. We both are uh, fans of the, the dragon that save the world and like there okay i'm gonna say this there was obvious sexual tension between the kids and the fact that they don't end up together kind of made me be like 
You uh, set this up. Yeah. You set this up. Also, look at your beloved Disney. Yeah. Creating sexual tension between two. Yeah. She was, like they were talking, and she's like, "We're both badass women of this and that." And I'm like, "She does this, like." When she oh. talk, I'm like, I'm like, you're full of yourself. Like you, you're flirting, you're flirting. They become BFFs, mm -hmm. and then she shows her the dragon thing, and she's like, the other girl's like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to fucking take that. And then it shatters, and when it shatters, the darkness returns, turns everyone <laughs> to stone. The dad turns to stone. Darkness. And, and that begins Raya's journey. She falls off the bridge into some water, and she searches for the last dragon. She finds the last dragon. Blah de blah de blah. They gather up a crew on the, along the way. What I gotta say is a Disney movie isn't a good Disney movie if the side characters are the best part of the movie. Oh. And they're not even just side characters. Two out of three of the main side characters that I enjoyed are the bits that are in every Disney movie. You have the young boy companion, that's mm -hmm. kind of goofy, and you have the animal sidekick, but in this movie it was three monkeys and a baby. <laughs> but the best character had five minutes of screen time. Oh. It was Benedict Wong playing like a hardened, like big Mongolian looking like Asian dude. who was mm -hmm. just like, he was like, I'm guard. I'm like, I'm guarding the village. I'm waiting because my wife and my child got turned to stone and the rest of my village got turned to stone. And I'm the last one in this kingdom. Oh, damn. And I'm like, I like him. Can't wait to see more of him. You don't. And he, he's part of the crew. Oh, well, he has lines. Part he's, of the crew. Part he, of the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, he's, he's, he's William Turner's dad, arguably the best character of pirates probably should have gotten more screen time okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm going off a bit um i i don't even mean to go on on riot riot it just that movie kind of ticked me off huh? because oh, yeah. it ended well like i don't know, spoiler alert for raya like um the darkness comes starts turning everybody to stone and all five pieces that were in each kingdom each person from each kingdom has a piece and they're fighting off the darkness mm. and the whole movie is about trust because that is like you got to trust in your fellow man you got to trust that maybe they'll be good so in a last ditch effort um after the after by the way the accident raya and the the girl from the beginning accidentally killed the last dragon <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally like, I'm just like, this is both your fault. Like when that happened, I was like, this is both your fault. You both didn't want to do this, but you didn't trust each other. <laughs> and, like, and she gets shot with a crossbow. Like, Damn. So in a last ditch effort, Raya gives one piece to the girl and they all give the piece to the girl and they combine it. She combines it. She saves the world. Uh, not Raya, the other girl saves the world. Everyone thinks peaceful, the kingdoms rejoin, blah, 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 blah. All the dragons are club back, including the dead one. What my problem the most is in this scene about the trust and handing it to her, mm -hmm. they're all like have enough power with each individual shard. So they hand it to her, step to the side, turn the stone. Oh. So I'm like, why did you hand it to her? And it's kind of like shimmy next to her. <laughs> I nah. get the message behind it, but like nah. realistic. They gotta have faith that she'll save them from the, being stuck. The movie was written like it I was stupid. Well, no. It's supposed no. to be a children's movie. I know, but fuck, man. Like, I don't know. After watching Soul, like, I'm like, don't just pander to me. Well, that's a black children's movie. That's different. Oh, that, was such a, <laughs> that, that was such a good movie. That was such a good fucking movie. Like, that different. But, like, <laughs> I just, I'm like, don't pander to me. Like, I, I get it. I, what's going on? Like, trust your fellow man. It sucks that it came out during COVID, but, like, shit. That's not even what I was meant to go off on. Um, mm. But we started, <laughs> we started pulling things from the 
I guess I'll name list the movies, um, and you can you let me know if you want my opinions on them. Okay. All right. So, so uh, the first one we pulled was uh, Jungle Book. Okay. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, after watching that, the classic is a classic. There were some scenes in it that I was like, this was really well animated, even though it was in the age where they kind of copy pasted a lot of their animation. It, it still holds up. Okay. I will say, I know a lot of people shat on John Favreau's live action adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. I will say a lot, and I enjoy the live action one a little more. Mm-hmm. Not saying for the time it was better, because for the time, the original Jungle Book was better in terms of what it is for the time. Yeah. 2016 Jungle Book did not hold up compared to modern movie standards. <laughs> in some people's eyes, I thought it was beautifully well done. I thought the whole scene of Christopher Walken uh, doing uh, I Want to oh, Be Like You. Oh, you talked to me about I remember when you watched it's it, yeah. so much better. <laughs> so that's what I got to say about that one. And then the next one we pulled, um, I think it was Brave. Have you seen Brave? Oh, yeah. That's I... a good fucking movie. Brave's cool. I it, I guess I didn't expect much when I watched it. Okay. So it was really good for what it was. Yeah, okay. I can say that. I feel like Brave needed more. Mm. I'll say that. I was just kind of like, oh, is it? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like, like, I guess I, I like, did, like... did kind of want a little more, but I was content in mm-hmm. a way. Like, but, like, don't get me wrong. It was good. I liked it. But I was just like, huh. I feel like it, something was missing. Like, could have a little more. Could have a little more to it. I think what it was missing was a scene of the mother and Merida sitting down and being like, we should listen to each other. Because it was like, they gave the subtle hint of, like, I'm listening to you now. And the bear is, mm-hmm. like, telling what maybe, to say. Maybe, maybe for me, I, th- I just needed more time with her and her bear mom. Mm. I feel like there wasn't enough of that. The beginning was... The, that's what threw me off. I think that's why I enjoyed the movie was because I didn't know about all that. Mm-hmm. So I was watching the movie and I'm like, okay, where's this going to go? Oh, they're going to have a falling out and all of a sudden the mother's a bear. bear. And I was, <laughs> Like maybe... Yeah, maybe for me it's just like need more like meat in the middle. I can see that. I will say it is my favorite out of all the ones that I've watched so far. Okay. I won't, I won't say it's the best. I'm just saying like... Well, actually, I think it might be tied now. Okay. Because we watched two movies in the last couple of days. I like that. Yeah, but I liked Brave. Brave, Brave was, was cool. really good. Brave was cool. Uh, it's a, I'd say it's underrated because a lot of people don't bring up Yeah, Brave. yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with that. People, it's sh- underrated. people shun her because she's the only Pixar princess. Oh, she's cool. Yeah. She's cool. If you could change your fate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that in the house all the time. Like, I want if you could change your fate. <laughs> Dude, I loved the accents too. Yeah. The dad was the best part of the movie. Oh, the dad was awesome. <laughs> when they're running he through the castle. He was a cool-ass fucking dude. They're running through the castle looking for the bear just every second. Like, ah! <laughs> Didn't it know fun. it was his fucking wife. Uh, I would enjoy watching that with, like, a four-year-old. Yes. It yes. would be so fun. Like, watching that with a kid would be great. Because they would be so into it. Yeah. Um. Then we pulled... What other one? We watched, oh, um, we watched the a Goofy movie. Oh. Marilyn's seen Extremely, but she had not she seen She never saw a Goofy, Goofy movie. So we watched Goofy. 
I feel like Goofy movie uh, hits the feels a little harder. It does. That's why Extremely isn't in the jar. Oh, okay. Also, fat, uh, another rule of the jar: we have th- we have three lives. If we decide we don't want to watch that movie, we sacrifice a life and we put it back in the jar and redraw. Mm. But if we draw a sequel, we hadn't seen the the one before, we throw that back in the jar and we watch the first the first one. Okay. Um. Yeah. But Goofy Movie is great. And like also, uh, side note, don't get me wrong, guys. Extremely Goofy Movie is fucking classic. It's classic. Certified hood classic. Yeah. Uh, I Goofy Movie, in terms of like emotional, I think that one hit me more emotionally. Goofy Extremely Movie. Extremely Goofy Movie is just a good fucking movie. Extremely Goofy, you can put on in the background and enjoy. Goofy Movie, you sit down and watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, like, I'm always down for an Extremely Goofy Movie. Yeah. I gotta want to sit down and just watch a Goofy Movie. Yeah. yeah. Extremely Goofy is uh, what I plan on put a, putting on when we're done with the jar. Mmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, But, man, I, I will say, as great of a movie that was, there was one part that made me fucking die laughing. Hmm. Because Goofy drops a hard R. Ooh. <laughs> he was sitting there, and I forget the context. It was something like, like, listen to me, feller, or something. Like, you know, he said feller. <laughs> and Marilyn, because she knows about that whole thing, she, I just hear her go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> from there, from there, it was just like, it was just different. Damn, Goofy <laughs> just be dropping off hard R's. <laughs> I gotta say, like, I mean, Goofy can do it. I like Goofy. Goofy gets angry in that movie, and he's he's got him scary when he's angry. up. He yucked up. Yuck. I've always loved Goofy. Goofy's great. Goofy's a great, great <laughs> character. That's why I was like, I was talking to Marilyn because she was like, she's like, I get like why it was a good movie, but like, why did they think of this movie? And I'm like, well, like, let's be honest. Would you watch a Mickey movie or would you watch a Donald movie? And she's like, no. And I'm like, exactly. I'd watch a Donald movie if it involved all the duck characters. Yes, but that's, also that's what the, would that Donald's hit, not really like the main character. Would that one hit theaters? It 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 would depend. It would depend. Yeah. Goofy movie would hit Goofy hit movie. hit, hit the theaters. Th- who the fuck cares about Mickey, honestly? Yeah, like the only time I really care about Mickey is if them fucking pretty Asian kids with the keyboards. <laughs> <in there. laughs> best Mickey though, mm-hmm. like Kingdom Hearts Mickey is the best Mickey because he's flawed. Yeah, King Mickey. Is <laughs> King like, Mickey like makes King mistakes. Mickey. And I love it. <laughs> Dude, when he's like, best part is in Kingdom Hearts 2, he's like pushing forward. He's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. And then Goofy dies, quotes, and like, Mickey's just like, you can see in his face, like, they put an emotion in his face. He's like, I did this. This is my fault. Ha <laughs> I done fucked up. But he's still <laughs> smiling. He's always smiling. Well, Even got- when he's like, that's because they tilt. They have to tilt his thing down. It's like his head and his eyes. I will but he's say, always smiling. You know what? Here's something to Kingdom Hearts three that nobody gave it. Mickey had emotions. <laughs> I actually felt them in Kingdom Hearts three. Mickey Mouse, I just didn't get bro. enough of Mickey Mouse. Was Mickey Mouse was a major player in the Kingdom Hearts verse. I want people to think about that. Mickey fucking Mouse was a major player. In the story, of and he Kingdom has Hearts. less screen time than most of the main characters, right? Major he was absent in a player. whole game, and here in and out in two, like heavily important, <laughs> like, like to the core plot. <laughs> this, this fucking mouse was one of the strongest key play winners of all, dude. <laughs> dude, he was so dude. 
when in Kingdom Hearts 2, when I would fuck up and fail as Sora and I got to play as Mickey, I realized I'm like, mm. so there was times where I would like, I could beat this boss as Mickey right now. Let me oh, let so me just... let me see if I can do it because I know I'm gonna lose anyway. You would just mick out. Oh, <laughs> mick the fuck all over the place. Be fucking mick over there, mick over here. <laughs> Power of light. Looks <laughs> like you need a little help, Sora. <laughs> Riku, R Riku, <laughs> the darkness. <laughs> Riku, you've accepted the darkness in your heart, Riku. Well, and that's how you found the light. <laughs> I already know that um, then whatever next Kingdom Hearts game, they have to do Raya and they have to do Moana. Oh, that's Especially because Moana has to do with <clears throat> the, a heart. Oh, well, there you like, go. Like, its whole plot is about a heart. That would that'd be a fun level, too. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what okay. else did you watch? What else did I watch? Um, We watched Zootopia. Okay. Yeah, Zootopia is cool. I like Zootopia. I, I thought it was really good. It was it was oh, interesting how like I was like, here's a fun buddy cop movie about a bunny and a fox. <laughs> oh, this is about racism. Yeah. <laughs> they they handled it all right. Like yeah. you know, there's there's been criticism about like the way they depict racism between it, like the predators and the the non predators. It's like I, I get where they're going with that, but it's like maybe they shouldn't it, have made the minorities predators. Yeah, it doesn't quite like correlate yeah. correct i get it and it's a good movie but like in that aspect yeah it's like it's like one of those things where it's on paper it's a phenomenal it's like idea. oh okay and it'll be a fun way to teach kids about it as you label them predators <laughs> all but right hillary clinton what like i gotta say though is every predator in the movie except for the kid in the beginning who i will say was portrayed as a racist southern to the bunny. Oh yeah, he was. So I will, I will say they did kind of at least do that. I like, like I love um, also how she had like fucking thirty siblings because they were rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite joke is when she was leaving Bunnington and the population number was just <laughs> 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 skyrocketing. No, I love Judy Hopps. I, I fucking adored her. Why stop sexualizing her? Please, please. That's first of all one. Unix is weird. That's a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was watching the movie and I was like, Marilyn, she's cute and she's spunky. And I can see why people do it, but I wish they didn't. <laughs> like They're never going to stop, Ryan. The moment the trailer for Zootopia dropped, people were like, I'm going to fucking draw hentai of that. <laughs> anything drops, people are going to drop hentai for I'll it. Just hentai of that. There, someone fucked up. In one of the JoJo subreddits, they pointed out that one specific character didn't have any Rule 34. Well, why and, they do now? And yeah, they did. Yeah. Like, a week later, someone was like, yeah, there's like like 50 there. <laughs> and be like, I bet they do now. Uh, what sucks is it's a minor. Oh, no. Yeah. That, I was like, why did you do that? Why you do that? That's the Stop worst. Stop it. Stop it. No, no bunnies. No animals. No kids. And I don't give a fuck that if she's really a thousand. That looked like a five-year-old. Y'all niggas is weird. Fucking lolly-coated ass niggas. Let's get this straight. She has a personality of a grown-ass, old, old, ancient woman. Sometimes they don't even have the personality of an old woman. They look like a child and they act like a child, but no, it's okay. She's actually like 5,000 years old. I'm like, nah, that don't make it okay. But what you're telling me is you're attracted okay. to minors. Okay, so... You're still attracted to the idea of a minor. So, so they end of Benjamin Button, right? Uh-huh. You fuck that baby? 
No, she damn well didn't fuck that baby. She took care of that baby. Yeah, but <laughs> but if someone fucked that baby, would that be okay? <laughs> There's no fucking point. Next time you're sitting there and you're like, but she's a thousand. Would you fuck the Benjamin ba Button baby? It's like, because it, to me, like, even when they say that, it's just like, so you're just attracted to people that live. I'm not talking about girls who are just like naturally small because yeah. the, even those girls look like adults. Yeah, I love. Like they're just naturally small. I love my short, mature women. Like, God damn it, Ryan. I do. <laughs> but, um, like, they, they still look like an adult. You could tell that's an adult. These characters are literally drawn to be fucking children. Yeah. They are children, but the writer's just like, but it's not a child, though. And they'll act like a child. I'm like, you attracted to that? You get off to that? You get off to, like, an 1,000-year-old yeah. woman looking like a fucking 4-year-old and acting like a 7-year-old? You get off to that? That's weird. You weird, nigga. I don't want to hear no excuse. I don't give a fuck that you jerk off to drawings. Somebody somebody <laughs> out there wants to fuck the baby from Yu Yu Hakusho. No. <laughs> somebody out there. Well, I mean, Koema technically is like thousand. <laughs> Would you fuck that baby? <laughs> I mean, he got an adult form. Yeah, but... No, I want the baby form. Oh, no, 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 nigga, no, you no, no, no. You weird, nigga. You weird, my nigga. My nigga, you weird. Nigga, that's weird. <laughs> my nigga, you weird. Like, you're weird. Like, I'm sorry. You're fucking odd to me. Like, why are you attracted to that? I don't get it. Oh, I man. don't get it. <laughs> but Zootopia was really good. Like, yeah. I, I thought, like, it was handled really well. And I liked how um, uh, Jason Bateman's Fox, like, Marilyn was worried that like, it was going to be like, oh, they're going to be like, like, oh, he's going to do something that's going to upset her. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I think she worried that they were going to be mad at each other. Mm. And then I said, what if one of them turns on the other one? And then it was semi both true, but one of them was fake. I don't know. Watch the movie. It's good. But yeah, Zootopia is pretty cool. We liked how it was played out where it was just like, I do like how she went up and she's like, yep, you know, it has to do with their DNA. And then he was like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I, I liked how they handled it to that point. Mm -hmm. There are some things that it's like, oh, you fucked up there. But I guess the best thing to do is know that they had good intentions and to look yeah. past it. it, it like, like... It, Taking that out of it, like, I can enjoy that movie as a movie. Yeah. It's like, I get it, but mm, you, you had your heart in the right place, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what animal would be, though, what that they're all racist against? What animal would they Yeah, what, what, what would you prefer the racist animal to be? Oh. I mean, the, the animal that is racist being racist oh, okay. upon. Hmm. I feel like it would have to be like a specific breed of dog. <laughs> like, like, like not just dogs, but like a specific dog. What, what's the worst dog you can think of? The like most like dog I would associate with a racist. Or what? Like, no, I mean like not the dog would be racist. I mean like, oh, who are they like, racist against? Who are they racist against? Yeah, like what's the animal they're racist against? But also, I guess who? What's this racist dog you're thinking of? I don't, I don't know. Like a Shih Tzu. Like a Pomeranian? Maybe like a Shih Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a Poodle. I feel like the Poodle wouldn't judge. A Poodle would be bougie. They yeah. wouldn't be racist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they think lesser of you, but not of your skin color. Just, yeah, yeah. Just They'd the be fact like, that oh, you, you don't have any money. Yeah, you yeah. came in dressed in that. Yeah, they, they would judge you. Yeah. <laughs> Poodles judge people. 
looking like that. It would be okay. It would be. It should be raced against. No, wait. Never mind. That's bad. I want to say people hate pit bulls. I feel like it would be good if they're racist against pit bulls. Wait, it could be interpreted the same. See, good intentions. Good intentions, good intentions. guys. <laughs> just just enjoy the movie. It's so a, what else did you watch, right? Um, I watched Cars 3. How was that? Um, why did they need that? Okay. We have three Cars movies, and we barely have two Incredibles movies. Yeah. I will say, after watching all three Cars movies, mm -hmm. Cars 1 is a classic. Cars 1 is a classic. Cars 2 is pretty fucking fun. I can, okay, I can agree with that. Like, I'm not saying it's a fucking groundbreaking movie. But, yeah. It shouldn't have been Cars 2. It's uh, it's my same stance where it toys... It should have been like a Mater spell. It should have been Mater. Because um, Cars 3 is Cars 2. Yeah, because it's about lightning. It's about lightning, but it also is lightning about... Lightning McQueen. You remember how D Cars 2 is like, yeah, Doc's dead. Cars 3 is like, yeah, this is Doc's legacy and lightning racing, but he's also training the next League of Racers, mm. and it ends with him being the captain of the new Racers team. Okay. It, it was a good movie, but I was sitting there, and I was like, this should have been Cars 2, and Mater should have been Mater, Cars 2 should have been Mater, and I would have been happy, because honestly, Cars 1 is the best. Yes. Cars 2 is my favorite. Oh, I enjoyed Cars 2 <laughs> <laughs> more than I should have. I think it was because I was really high that day. <laughs> but regardless, like, I don't know. It was just, yeah, I, I, watching a movie about cars having feelings and racing is really cool. But I don't know. I don't know. A, a spy flick about uh, uh, lemon cars trying to destroy the modern generation of fuels. So that way every car is a lemon so that no new cars are a thing. So they can, <laughs> like, it's this intricate plot. It like it's yeah, actually a well-written plot. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm Ryan, not bullshitting. Watch Ryan. Cars two again. Watch Cars two again, knowing that you're not going in for a racing film. Yes, there's racing in it, we're and the racing about, is really cool. We're talking about cars right now. Yes, we're talking about cars. <sighs> I'm not saying give it an Oscar, but you can give it a Golden Globe. Give me that Oscar. <laughs> It's no BoJack Horseman show. I mean, no, not BoJack Horseman show. It that show sucked. It's no horsing around, but it's at least a peanut butter's house. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, give it the credit where credits. Due. I just remember like when the trailer for Cars Three dropped, and I was just like, for real. I, no Incredibles two. I would. But we got a Cars fucking three. I will <laughs> recommend watching Cars Three though, if you've at least seen one and watched a bit, at least know what two's about. You don't need to watch two to watch three. Um, if you've seen one and you're interested in the story of Lightning McQueen, it does a good job of telling Nine it. It's not a great movie. It's a solid 6.5. Okay. But a lot of the movies I've watched are solid 6.5. It's the conclusion to the McQueen storyline. It, it does it well. It makes me because be like... Because there's a fucking Cars verse. Don't they have a Planes movie? Yeah. That <laughs> That's not Disney or Pixar. That's like this the side animation company. Ooh. That's not yeah. good. Yeah, but um, because it's not in the Pixar section in Disney Plus, oh. you have to search for planes. But <laughs> um, I will say it was it was a decent movie. I enjoyed watching it. 
Um, from the trailer, we all know Lightning McQueen crashes. Yeah. Big flip. That trailer does not do the crash dust justice. Oh, like, it's, it's it, real intense. I, 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 I got worried. I got Damn. worried for this car. Like That's why I got to say, watch it, because the one thing that I felt like Cars 1 was lacking was like, yeah, the races were cool, but they didn't look really cool. Cars Car brains laid out on the fucking pavement. Dude, <laughs> Cars 3 racing is kind of gritty. Like, like it's okay. I gotta watch it. They portray it as like <laughs> it's really portrayed as like no, you gotta like find the window and like squeeze through really quick. And they're like seriously like, <sighs> like squeeze going through the cars like. And the best part is, it's like the story is like, it's boomers versus zoomers, and you're a millennial watching it. <laughs> like that's that's that, like fuck. Lightning McQueen is a boomer. He's a boomer, three. and then a bunch of zoomers come in. Damn. And the best part is the worst one in the bunch is voiced by Army Hammer. So you can hate him. Hey, yeah. there we go. Army Hammer. Fuck that guy. That guy's name is Army Hammer. <laughs> I, I, um, when I was playing Left 4 Dead with Ashuho, every time a hunter jumped on me, I was like, it's Army Hammer. He's got me. <laughs> and oh I, 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 I vote to officially call getting mauled by a hunter in Left 4 Dead. Getting Army. hammered. <laughs> oh god. Okay, guys, you you heard Ryan's recommendation for Cars Three. Also, I'm gonna just say watch Incredibles one and two. Yeah, Incredibles. Uh, Incredibles is my favorite Pixar movie. It is. It's my favorite Pixar. How did you feel about two? I like two. Two it definitely was wasn't as good as one, of course. But, but was, two was really good. I was like, really liked two. It was like better in its own ways, but it wasn't mm. as good as one as a story. Mm. Yeah. No, but two was two was really good. I really I, I had a good time watching it. it. It made me feel content. And it was just great. And I can't wait in ten years when we get an Incredibles three, after we've had seven more Cars movies. <laughs> We're not getting any more Cars movies. Man, they say that now. If they make okay, <laughs> so it's gonna be called whatever the new main character is. Uh, McQueen, the next Cars generation. It's gonna be like Bert. Can I? Can I? <laughs> her name's Cruz. Oh, Marilyn was mad because she's like, it's a Latina car, and her name is two last names. Like, why do they do this to us? Because that's cool. I know, but <laughs> I, I, no. <laughs> like, we're hip. Also, they're fucking cars. Yeah. <laughs> but I, no, I get, get her it. point. I get it, though, it's just like, let's get two last. It's like names. it's always like. My name is Cruz de la Cruz, and you killed my father. Like it's like always like that. Yeah, but that not so much like that in Cars Three though. She's just a spunky trainer, and she's mm. like, I wanted to be a racer, but like I took an arrow to the tire. I, <laughs> no, they had this weird thing where they like, if they had a message, they didn't want to blatantly say it because mm. she was like. I've tried to be a racer and I went and everybody was different than me and I got intimidated and they left it at that. And like, there's another character who's a, a famous woman car race car mm. who does good. And she's really excited about her. And I'm like, so is the message that she's fearful that she's a woman or that woman or is it that just, she was like feared fearful because I can't tell if you're trying to tell me this message, women don't be afraid. Like I'm not getting it. And yeah. Marilyn didn't get it either, so it's not just me being a man. It's a weird. It's just. A it weird was like message. if you're gonna have a message, just fucking say, say like, it. Yeah, just fucking throw it yeah, on the table. Yeah. 
<laughs> are, you, are you scared of the Hicks being like, no, the women can't race. Not except, in my NASCAR. Ex- except Danica. <laughs> Props to Danica, by the way. Just Danica. Danica Patrick. Yeah, that's a good, strong woman. Yeah, because she could probably be strong in my kitchen. Get her done. Get her done. I will say, Mater actually says get her done twice in Cars 3. Of course he does. He, d- I don't think he says it in the other they movies. They probably wrote him that check. They probably broke. He said it once and I got excited. And he said it again. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Get her down. All right. Mater's barely in three. Because he was in so much of two. Yeah. I get <laughs> it. It was good. Watch it. I want... I, the only way I want more of cars, I want to know, like, the origins. I want to know, like, how the fuck are they born? Are they just built in a factory? Um, It's implied, What, what yes. are they based their life inspectancy? It's implied that they are built. They, so they're just building... Li- who built the first sentient car? I don't know, but in three, they're just like these uh, modern racers are uh, like Pixar designed. Theory, is the Pixar theory real? And this is just way into the future where cars are sentient. This is after the destruction of Wally, where like you know humanity's not on Earth anymore. So <laughs> wait, so when humanity comes back, is that post cars or is that pre cars? Are we about to have a car versus wall? No, that'd be so weird. I. I I, I, it's definitely you're not supposed to think about it, but I'm I fucking think about it. I was like, who made these fucking sentient cars with eyes for windshields? You remember when they released the skeletal structure of the cars? That shit made me so uncomfortable. They didn't <laughs> Why need to did they do that. They didn't need to do that shit at all. Why if you don't do know, there's it's canon, the, like the canonized structure of the cars in the cars movies. Like, their insides. Like, their skeletal frame. Yeah. They released that. For what? I don't fucking know. Because it's weird. And now I, like... That's what made me think about it too much. Because now I'm just like... So, wait. Are they fucking organic? (laughs) Keep that in mind (laughs) in the first 20 minutes of the movie. When lightning crashes. Oh, God. And his bones get crunchy. It's, It's like... They do a good job because it kind of looks like you're watching one of the worst crashes you've ever seen in NASCAR history. Ooh, like, gosh. it's really bad. Like, he's crunched. It's just like, what the f- Why would you show me that? Oh. <laughs> like, because I never would have really thought about it. I might have, like, thought about it in passing once and been like, eh, whatever. It's, they just call. But then that was a thing. And now I'm just like, so wait, are they organic too? But if they're bu- who's building them, and where are they getting the organic things to build them? Are people still around, and they're just getting their minds transferred to cars? Dude, is it like uh? Then how are new cars born? You know that Can makes you me- reincarnate in a car? You know what? The, the <laughs> idea of like a human farm to gather flesh and stuff makes me think of that movie. Fucking, what was it called? Was it called fucking Daybreak? I forget, but it was a vampire movie, mm-hmm. and it's like. They play on the tropes of these vamp, of uh, vamp, of uh, pop culture vamps. Like the main guy is named mm. like Edward, and mm. but they're not glistening vampires. They're like in the society where humans fell a long time ago. Everyone's a vampire. Oh, oh, I think I think it is called Daybreak. I, I, I don't. It might be. Let me look it up. I know. I think I know what movie you're talking. I about. I will though. say, and it, they have like a normal society. It's, it's Ethan Hawke. Like, yeah, and they have like yeah. a normal society. Yeah, shit, right, dude. Yeah. That movie is actually really fucking good. Let me, let me. Like, Google. I'm not gonna lie, a solid eight, maybe eight point five. Let's 
standards. Unless you have high standards, then it's probably like a six. Yeah, it was called seven. Daybreakers. Daybreakers. Ethan Hawke, Sam Neill, William Defoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they had like, you know, the good white people in this movie. <laughs> it's a real good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I remember this movie. So, like did you you watched it, right? Yeah, I've watched it. I Dude, watched it way back. It, I, I had it for a long time. I don't know what happened to my copy, but I, I always thought the concept of it was really good that like the human farms were running out of blood mm-hmm. and they started going feral and they looked like these bat creatures and like it was just really fucking good and I like how the, it the ending was semi open ended where it was just like yeah we got the cure it's if uh, vampires bite someone who's been cured they get cured so then it's pretty much ultimately the fate of humanity ends up in a bunch of dead bodies still because what they do is they cure the the main bad guy put him in a room of a bunch of hungry vamps they eat him and then another group of hungry vamps come in and they eat them and they're all cured and it's just a wave after wave after wave and soon enough the world would be a smaller place (laughs) but at least they'll all be human (laughs) reverse covid (laughs) <laughs> Fuck like a, like a Uno game, nigga. <laughs> if only it was the bad ones that were dying. Yeah, I mean half them are, but <laughs> you watch any other Disney movies? I feel like there was another one. Mm, no, I think I think I covered it actually. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I covered it. I think I covered all the movies I watched. Well, that was Ryan's Disney watch along. Uh, we'll probably check back in on you and yeah. see what else you've watched. Because we're in it, oh, pull, oh, we're pulling them pretty quick. Okay, cool. Uh, so we'll plenty of content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Modena and I have been doing that, but with like the the Studio Ghibli films. Oh, okay. like we watched Por- Porco Rosso like okay. uh, like like two weeks ago. It's good. Uh, Porco is very misogynistic. <laughs> oh. Cool guy. Uh, it, it's the time it was set in, definitely. He yeah. was like, a woman's going to fix my plane? I don't want a woman to fix my plane. <laughs> or a man to fix my plane. I was just like, damn, nigga. <laughs> You're a pig. <laughs> like, I was just like, word? Bet? It's like that? But what makes it okay is at least it was Michael Keaton. Yeah. If it was like, like oh, are you going to fix my something? pig? <laughs> You're going to fix my plane? No woman can fix. I mean, eventually she let him fix the plane. She He let her fix the plane. But... <laughs> But I was like, damn, son, he was not with these women being in here fixing his plane. I was like, sheesh. Sheesh. (laughs) Don't do that ever again. (laughs) Don't don't you dare. Sheesh. Motherfucker. (laughs) When were we born? (laughs) Sheesh. No. Sheesh. I get enough of that at work. Hello, fellow kids. (laughs) (laughs) Hats off. My coworkers. Rats off. Oh god, my coworkers will be arguing sometimes, and I just be like, "Kids, stop arguing," because they're younger than me. They're like, like a good chunk of years are younger than me. So I just be like, "Children, please, just work." <laughs> like when I when I first started working at uh, the company I work at, it was like a bunch of older people and a bunch of younger people. Mm-hmm. Finally, have people in my age group all around me. Isn't that nice? So nice. Get them niggas in your bracket. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Ryan. Ryan, I'm. You're more than welcome to do more of uh, talking about the Disney movies you've uh, watched. I'll start pulling them because I, I got things to say. I just didn't want to talk about 
in depth of every single one that I oh, just watched. Oh, we gotta watched. do that. We gotta do one of those. <laughs> but uh, let's get to the final segment of the night. Good, good, good. Oh, perfect. We're we're about two hours into, or almost two hours, and it's like one fifty. I mean, if this one goes by, we can always fuck around for a little while. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I'm fun. <laughs> I am too. It's a good time. It's a good time tonight. Vibe. It, it's nice to finally have stability in my life. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan's mic stand has been like janky, like ever since we like got them, uh, and he got a new piece. So his mic stand's actually stable like mine. He doesn't have to constantly adjust it. It's something that like active listeners probably figured out by now. They're like every now and then Ryan's like, oh, Ryan sounds quiet, sounds loud. (laughs) And then it's like, I'm like, oh, hold on one second. Then Kyle pauses. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so we stable, we stable in this bitch and let's do, uh, you know what time it is. Time to talk about my boy, uh, Aubrey, a.k.a. Drake, a.k.a. Drizzy, a.k.a. self-proclaimed Champagne Poppy. Okay, a little, little groomer. Yeah, a.k.a. little groomer. No, don't tell me they're minors on his album cover. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No. Anywho, guys. No. This is going to be my review of Drake's uh, latest album. It came out a few days ago. It'll be a little more than a week once this episode comes out. Uh, Certified Boy. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk about Certified Loveaboy. Uh, side note, are we going to talk about Donda? Yes. I just want to be more fair to Donda. Um, Donda is like 27 fucking tracks. I've Wait, listened to it once. It's that long? It's 27 tracks. How long are the songs? Like they're, it... they're like, you know, varying length. Some of them are long. It's oh. still it's a long ass album. I've listened to it once, and the only reason why I've listened to it once is because I'm like, nigga, that's a long ass album. Uh, also, the Donda chant at the beginning makes me so fucking uncomfortable. Uh, it sounds like he's casting some kind of uh, fucking curse on me, and I believe in that shit. My girlfriend is a witch. Um, Probably is. I will listen to it a few more times. I want to be fair. I usually listen to albums a couple of times before I review them. Just... Like I'll have my initial listen. Then I'll listen to a, another like one or two times just to see if I still vibe to anything or if I catch some you know lyrics and shit like that. Just to just to be fair, I've listened to Certified Love War three times. Just um, <laughs> if you listen to Donda more, just skip that skip that chant because I'm worried that he's stealing your life energy so he can live immortal. He's trying to bring back his mom's. It's Full Metal Alchemist. <sighs> How did Full that Metal work? Alchemist and I am the Blackamist. Uh, <laughs> Yeezy Yeezy on the track. <laughs> No, no. Easy, easy on the track. About to bring my mama back. And I do it in my rap. Then Jay-Z gets on. Uh, it's Young Hope. I'm the bestest. Father could never, ever contest this. Uh, no, keep going, keep going. No, this is good. This is good. Content. My guy, content. Bro. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be fair. So maybe next episode I'll review Donda. Um, but it depends on when I have the time to sit down and listen to it. But I have listened to Certified Love Boy three times, and I feel like I've listened to Drake's more because it's shorter. It's not short. It's shorter than Donda. Like show S H. Donda is twenty seven tracks. Certified Love Boy is twenty one tracks. Twenty one. Twenty one. Uh, twenty one savages on this album too. <laughs> he did his thing. Um, he did the thing. He did the things. That's did all you need thang. to do. Puffy. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so I, 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 because people were people were super fucking hyped for this album. I was not. I, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a Drake fan. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll listen to it. I'll review it. Why not? So when it came out, like the night it dropped at like midnight or whatever, I listened to it and I gave like initial reactions to each track. So I think instead of doing the normal review thing, I'll probably do it at the end, like really quickly. Mm. But I think I'll go to my Facebook and like go to those uh, those initial reactions oh, okay. and then like compare those initial reactions to how I feel now. Okay. Now that okay. I've listened to it two more times, because. When I when I was up- uploading those initial reactions to um, Facebook, it was like my first time ever listening to those songs, and I oh, only okay. listened to them one time. And then the next day, I listened to the album, and then like the day after that, I listened to it again. So this man is committed. I want to be fair. Like I don't want people to think I'm just fucking hating on Drake because he's Drake. You I know think what I mean I think that's why we work because you you be fair, and I'm just like now my gut tells me this, <laughs> so like fuck it. Like if I don't if I don't like something I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you what like like when I made that long ass jump force review I'll tell you uh, why I don't like some shit you know if if I go off on something it's because I actually do care about it and want people to know but if I just say nah that's just stupid it's just boo boo and then I leave it at that I'll sometimes do that I'll, too. <laughs> I'll admit that's probably when I didn't actually give it a listen yeah there you go yeah <laughs> I got flaws. At least you being honest. Some yeah. niggas ain't even honest about that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here are my initial reactions, and then I'll compare them to how I feel now. So my first uh, post. It was at 10:43 p.m. Uh, Drake certified lover boy. My official reaction to each track. First off, this shit is too long. Off top, this shit is too fucking long. Stop doing this shit. This album art is also awful, but we all know that. Yeah. I stand by that. Yeah. I stand by that. Compared, yes. That shit is too long. I knew this shit was going to be too long going into it when I saw the fact that it was 21 tracks. And the shit is too long. After listening to it three times, the shit is too, This could have been 13 tracks. This could have been 13 tracks. Uh, <laughs> and the album cover, like, it, it explains itself. That shit is bad, bro. It's, it's like one of those things where it's like, you can tell from... You usually, with album covers, you can almost tell how much work they put into the album. And what's what's it express what it's expressing to? Yeah. Even if it's like, okay, you you phoned it in. Like this is very obvious what it's what it's expressing. But I was like Drake, if you look do better. If it looks like you made it on me, Mamic, like yeah, it, it's a really bad album cover. It'll probably be the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> True played each of the heads. And then with we'll us. we'll yeah we'll put our faces <laughs> <on> the- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh fuck! That's that's gonna be fun. Fuck. Oh god. Okay. Uh, track one. Throw Raya in there. <laughs> track one. Champagne poetry. He started off this long ass album with a long ass song. It was alright to open with, I guess. Was really vibing with it. Wasn't really vibing with it until the beat switch in the second half. His flow was solid throughout, but the lyrics seemed typical to him. Let's see how it goes from here. Still feel the same way. Um, this song was like five and a half minutes. I was like, you really about to start this long ass album off with a five and a half minute song? All right, nigga. Uh, and yeah, I was not liking the, fr- I still don't really like the first half at all. I think it's just the beat. Cause like I said, his flow is pretty consistent throughout the whole thing, but I was, I don't think I was really feeling the beat until it kind of switches up in, uh, the second half. Also, uh, side note just now, um, 
this is not going to be his last beat switch in a song. And it gets real old real quick. And I, I, I think as I go through uh, my initial reactions, I mentioned the fact that this nigga keeps using beat switches. Those are... Those are... Those are good, but you, you you abusing them. See, the thing is, too, when I hear it in a song, when I haven't heard a bunch of beat switches lately, if I hear it, if it's not done well, I, I instantly hate the song. And that's the thing. It's like, it's not that they're not done well. It's just no. like, God, you just did this because you wanted to it's, fucking do it. It took me a year to get used to sicko modes. Like, I'm not saying, like... Make this here with all the ice on it up. Something, 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 cool. Sick them out. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it, it's so, like, sudden. Like, doom, 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 doom. <laughs> it almost makes, if, if it feels like it should be two tracks, you didn't do it right. Yes. Yes, I can, I can vibe to that. Okay, so track two, Poppy's Home. Side note, I fucking hate this title. I fucking hate you, Drake. Poppy's home. You already being accused of this minor shit, and you're gonna write a title of song "Poppy's Home." Also, you fucking fool. It seems like a lot of this album is he's very full of himself. I mean, I kind of expected that with a title being like "Certified Lover Boy." Yeah, I kind of like went into that expecting that, but I was like, "Poppy's Home." Okay, so um, Poppy's Home, nigga. <laughs> I fucking hate the intro to this. Take all this extra off and just rap, nigga. <laughs> He was flowing at the start. I was feeling it, but I feel there's way too much fluff and filler around this track, especially since it's only three minutes. We still early in though, so you're probably just easing into to the meat of it. Um, yeah, there's still like I still feel like it's it's too much filler. Like he was rapping, but like there's more filler than rap in the three minute track, and I feel like the intro to this track. Could have been shorter i was like dude get to the fucking point come on man it's the second track i'm not trying to hear all that shit rap nigga fuck like or sing or do something damn but like i think i'm more used to it now after listening to it a few more times so i don't think it's that bad i think it was because it was late and i was just like come on i'm trying to listen to this and go to bed let's go <laughs> like, so yeah that track that track was cool it was whatever i i wanted in a rap more because mm. I, I did like his flow. I do recall that. Oh, this one was fun. Okay, so track three. Girls Want Girls. Featuring Lil Baby. This fucking hook. <laughs> uh, Drake singing already. This cool, I guess. Not super into this one. Lil Baby honestly stole the show on this one. But overall, it works since Drake kind of laid, laid out the vibe to it. And Lil Baby just adds a little energy to it. And then uh, I had gifts with each track. I'm not going to uh, talk about them all. But this one I felt I, I was really proud of because in the, the hook, uh, Drake says, staring at your dress because it's see-through. Talk about the shit you done been through. She said she a lesbian. Girl, me too. A. And I'm just like, what do you mean you're a lesbian? <laughs> And I'm not the only one who caught this. At this point, this is, like, a fucking meme. Like, everyone yeah. has been talking about this specific, like, nigga, what do you mean you're a You're not a Like, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I, I like girls, too, nigga. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. But it's like, you Drake, know, that's weird, bro. She don't want you, nigga. That's, don't say that. It's like, the line should have been, like, I like pussy, too. 
It's funny you say that because uh, Lil Baby stole the show. Lil Baby. Before. Okay. I like Lil Baby. Lil Baby. I don't. I, I think I, I usually only really like him in his features, but Lil Baby can rap. He can rap. Lil Baby. Lil Baby can rap. He, he, he doing his thing. I get. I was about to say some things, but I got him mixed up with the baby. Yeah. Fuck the baby. Um, <laughs> but uh. What a lot of babies out there. A lot of babies. Whole lot of babies. Bad baby, little baby, dumb All baby. the babies about to be born on Drake's album cover. Mr. Baby, Senor Baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, he definitely stole the show on the track. Uh, he was going. And, and he has a similar line to compliment Drake's. Says that she a lesbian girl, me too, eh? But little baby says something that makes more sense. She says that she eats pussy. I said shit, me too. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Cool. We both like vagina. I yeah. yeah. I fuck with that. Yeah. You're not a lesbian, little baby, and I, you know that. Yeah. I had some <laughs> earlier today. Like I get you. <laughs> All right. We gotta we gotta cut the podcast off. <laughs> okay. But anywho, uh, getting to the point that the gif because I was like Drake pretty much just you know shouting out the lesbians right now. Uh, it's a pick, and it's just like nigga said, uh, let's go lesbians, let's go. Oh. <laughs> lesbians. Lesbians. Says that she a lesbian girl. Oh, wait. Do you mind? Right yeah. You yeah. Fine. There you Thank go. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. I was like, we have the booze. I don't need to drink the end of the 40. <laughs> I appreciate you getting that 40, though. Oh, yeah. It, it, it felt like a 40 kind of yeah. time for me. Okay. Uh, oh, compared to how I feel about that track now, um, I, I still don't really like it. I feel like I like it. I feel like I like it more. But, like I said, it's because of Lil Baby. And um, one thing I, I really like is that Drake kind of laid out this vibe for it. And it was kind of like, yeah, girls want girls want girls. And Lil Baby was flowed with high energy. And kind of just meshed really well. This track does the opposite. Uh, so track four, this is the very next track in the Bible featuring Lil Durk and Giveon. Lil Durk kind of fucked up the energy on this one. He too loud. It's like the opposite of what happened with Lil Baby on Girls Want Girls. I'm sorry, Girls Want Girls is hilarious. I'm still laughing. <laughs> when Giveon hop on though, this track kind of feels not in sync. Like they all on different pages of the same book, if that makes sense. It's not really transitioning well. And then I was like, look, so far this album ain't bad and we got a lot of tracks uh, to go. Uh, a lot of tracks left to go through, but so far nothing has been a hit for me. Let's see how it goes from here. Uh, yeah, I feel even more strongly about that. That song does not, like they just don't sync up well. Like Drake's here in kind of like the middle, but then a little Dirk is all the way up here. I'm like, dude, calm the fuck down. Giveon is last, and he kind of like mellows out the vibe too much off that big hot. I'm just like, your parts didn't go together very well, if that makes sense. And I'm just like, mm, you should have worked on that a little more. But I guess you couldn't have because you delayed the album by nine months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, track five, Love All, featuring Jay-Z. Okay, this one doesn't blow me away, but this is good. I like this. Drake did his thing, stayed in his lane. It was good. Jay did a solid feature, that classic Jay-Z flow and style. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Solid track overall. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I actually like this song. It's very good. Um, Jay was awesome. Jay did a really good feature. Jay was on Donda, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had no shame. No a lot, people, a lot of people were pointing that out. Nigga, that's Jay-Z. Who the fuck cares? Well, they were like, because... Uh, Some uh, niggas would have dinner over him just cause uh, the rather beef. than 500K. Yeah. People were... Uh, it was just because of the beef between uh, Drake and mm-hmm. Yee. <laughs> oh, is that what he want us, wants us yay. to call us? Yay. Instead of Kanye. Yee. You. Yay. Yee. Uh, yeah, no. But that's, that's definitely one of the better tracks on the album i feel uh love all it was good it was real good solid track not like whoa that was great but i was like that was good i like that i'll probably listen to that again all right track number six fair trade it was drake and travis scott uh minus reaction this is the best track so far in my opinion beat nice the flow pretty smooth the transition and beat change into Travis is fucking nice. The two definitely work well together. This one I can get into the rotation if I'm just chilling. Good shit. Yes. This was a very good track. This is an example of a good beat switch. Travis and Drake, I think, just make good music together. They, they're just very talented. Uh, they're already talented in their own rights, I guess. Yeah. When you put them in their own lanes. But together, they, they make some good tracks. They make some nice bangers. I really like Fairtrade. Uh, Drake had a nice little flow. Travis, Travis just does what Travis does. Uh, get you a Travis Scott meal, I guess. <laughs> uh, overcharge merch, you know. Yeah. But uh, Fair Trade was good, man. It's 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 probably like top five tracks for me. I can say that, yeah, top five tracks for me. Fair Trade's really good. It's something I w- I will definitely listen to uh, again a couple more times, probably. Be in rotation. All right, <laughs> track number seven, Way Too Sexy, featuring Future and Young Thug. I should write this song a little earlier today because I have video for it, too. Boy. Uh, fuck you, Drake. I laughed so fucking hard when I saw them. I knew this was going to be some bullshit as soon as I saw it said featuring uh, Future and Young Thug. I was like, this is about to be some bullshit. I knew this shit was going to be something. The start of the track, bro. You could definitely tell they have fun recording this one. I don't have anything to really say. Uh, there's some clever lines here and there, but it's just a party song. It's funny as fuck to me, though. Young Thug went went last, and I appreciate that shit because Young Thug always put on a fucking show. Hate him or love him, he did not disappoint. Uh, I was just kind of like, yeah, this is just a fun party song, but the more I listen to that song, the more I fucking just... The more I fucking just do not like that song. I do not like too se- it, way it, too sexy. I do not like this song, Sam. <laughs> I do not want you to play this song again. That's slant rhyme. <laughs> That's slant rhyme. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love you, dude. I love you too, man. <laughs> but yeah, way too sexy, in my opinion, is the worst track on the album. Uh, he showed it to me, and I don't even have to listen to the rest of the album. I know it's awful because... I don't know. I have the, there's this weird thing going on with modern music where a lot of the first music video songs are awful. They just think it's their hit. Yeah, I mean, because the beat right out. Because that song was number one on trending when the video came out and it got millions of views. So, they knew what they was doing. It's, in a weird way, it's uh, Nicki Minaj's Anaconda all over again. Oh, God. 
I remember that. But it's like, it's a song that was bad, but a lot of people liked it because the beat was fine. But it, the beat was sampled over a song that a lot of people don't know anymore. I like big butts, what? I cannot lie. Uh, my, but can't my cousin Kyle, when he was in high school. Kyle. You remember, you know, you know how no, young he is. He is yeah. he's, he's a little older now, but he was in high school at this time. So this is that long ago, around when that song came out. He was singing the Sir Mix-a-Lot version. And mm. someone said, you got the lyrics wrong. And they started quoting Anaconda. And I feel like we're at a day and age where it's like, I appreciate I appreciate that these artists are bringing songs back. Mm. Like, nobody... I didn't think of fucking Too Sexy for my shirt, like, in, like, maybe half a decade at least. Yeah. Until this song. But also, I'm like... Now this song is going to be associated with this song. Fuck if you, I'm too sexy for... I was like, they got the king of misogyny going off on this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't blame the artist for the samples, too. Like, kids don't know where those come from. Like, like um, Nikki did a line in one song. I forget what song it was. But she says, rah, rah, like a dungeon dragon. And people think Nikki said that. She was quoting or shouting out a line from Busta Rhymes that he did in a Tribe Called Quest song. That's Buster Rhymes. And I knew that, and she knew what she was doing. And a lot yeah. of, you know, people who had listened to hip-hop for a long time knew what that line was. And we appreciated yeah. that. That was cool. But a lot of people think Nicki said that line, and that's just an original line. Like, no, Buster nah. said that. And he was going off. And it goes like, rah, rah, like a dungeon dragon. I was like, yeah. No, like, it, it was it was a cool little shout-out. It's like, it's this weird mixture where it's like half the artist paying homage to this song because mm-hmm. it's like in the context of the original song I gotta give it to Drake like he he sampled the song and he sampled it hard um too sexy for my chain too sexy for the game I'm like I was like I dig it but I don't yeah like I I'm like I'm enjoying this watching the video but that's, if I that's heard this on the radio I would turn it off yeah like the video like helps because the video is actually kind of cool the, the it's a it's a creative video I'll yeah say. but the song itself I'm like oh, God, I, I gotta hate this say song. though the creative parts were like away from Drake I enjoyed anytime Drake wasn't on the camera fuck like I don't know. All of Drake's parts were him just looking at the camera, being like, "Look at me, I'm sexy." While everyone else was just doing their thing. I'm with- sexy. I'm a light skin king. I come through with the spot. I let my light shine. Bing. <laughs> it's Drizzy. I got the heart carved into my hair. <laughs> I gotta make it clear that bitch gotta know that I care. <laughs> uh, but see, when I go off and shit. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. Uh, track number eight. This is a typical. <laughs> this is a typical Drake track. Um, you have heard this song before. This I promise you have heard this song. Potential Drake. Song. You you've heard this flow. You've oh, heard these bars. Just you've cool. heard this beat. You've heard this beat switch. This is another Drake song. Is that bad? No. But it's just a Drake song. Yeah, it's you've heard this song before. If you've heard a Drake song before, you've heard this song before. There's there's no reason to really talk about it other than that. Um, 
where he talks about how he started from the bottom, but then you're like, motherfucker, you were on drug for the grass since you were a kid. But my acting days are over. <laughs> but you're still acting. No, his acting days are over. Someone oh. show me a video of Aubrey in Degrassi days acting like how he acts now. And I'll be like, okay, you know what? Props to you, man. Drizzy, drizzy. <laughs> but I, 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 I was... I was an avid Degrassi watcher. I've seen the behind-the-scenes things. That ain't you, man. No, that's Aubrey. What you mean? That's Aubrey. Then, then you were a really good actor back then. <laughs> Track nine. Oh, he finally stood up for himself. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> track nine, In Too Deep, featuring Future. Stop abusing these beat switches. That's too fucking much, my guy. But to be fair, the second half of the track is much better. Future, the king of misogyny, once again playing himself. <laughs> uh, slow start, payoff was up, payoff was nice. Okay. Yeah, this is when I was getting real sick of these beat switches. I was like, nigga! Yeah. Stop! <laughs> like, enough is enough. Like, for real. <laughs> Dude, I gotta say, with your uh, future misogyny thing, like, I have my reasons. Um, I don't hate you if you like Cardi B, but I am not a fan of Car Cardi B for my own reasons. Mm -hmm. Um,. But I will say, I did not like how in his verse, there's a the animated version of him looked at a girl who looked a lot like Cardi B and she was pregnant, and then he looked at a white girl and she was pregnant, and he looked at the camera like, oops, and I'm like, wait, 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 what are you hiding, future? Like, <laughs> I know she's not the best of people, but she's a person, so what did you do to her? The king of massage. Fuck that, like... You know, I, I said something earlier today, and I want to take it back after watching that video. I said, because Cardi B was her second son with Future. I don't like Future. So I said Karma B. Yeah. And you know what? I take that back. I'm sorry, Cardi. Like, like fuck you in some ways, but you're a person. And, yeah. like, you deserve better than Future. You deserve better than Future. So... If you're if you're if you're an avid listener of Forty Ounce Fridays, <laughs> Ryan, we can we can find you a better man. We'll set you up. We'll set you no, up on. No, no, the fuck we won't. Don't do that. Because then I have to do some shit that I don't feel like doing. Yeah, I don't want to help her. Out. <laughs> like, I just want to get her away from future, and then I'll say you can do the rest on your own. You're a beautiful woman with talent. You can find anyone. Ah! She settled for future. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she settled. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, you're getting a little too deep in your feelings right now. You keep going. I'm gonna walk away for a second. Jesus Christ! This nigga really walking away. Track ten, pipe down. This is a Drake track, but this is an above-average Drake track. He was doing his thing. Energy was there. He's definitely on his A game with this track. Who hurt this nigga for him to be in his feelings like this, though? <laughs> um, yeah, if, if I can recall this from the other two times I listened to it, this is this is an okay song. Uh, I don't really think about it too much. I haven't really replayed it outside of when I was like re-listening to the album again, like that one or two times. 
it was whatever. It was a Drake song. You know, it was better than your average Drake song. But it was still just a Drake song. Uh, track number 11. Ryan's in the bathroom, by the way. Ryan is peeing for like the third time. He broke that seal. Um, track 11. Uh, Yeba's Heartbreak. Halfway point. Dear Lord. Uh, this is about like an hour into me listening to this album. So I'm just like, fuck, we're halfway through. It's 21 tracks. This is track 11. This is kind of like our little intermission interlude. Uh, halfway point. This was def this uh, was definitely made to be the middle of the album, transitioning us into the second half, I think. Gotta see. But it was pretty. I liked it. Not something to play in rotation, but it was nice. Yeah, it's a pretty song. It's a pretty interlude. Drake really don't do nothing in the track. It's just a pretty little intermission. Sounds like the best song on the album. Damn, son. <laughs> Came back just in time for that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's track 11. So now we got 10 more songs and we already listened to the 10 songs before it. So moving to the second half of the album. And I actually kind of like the second half of the album a little more. But it does bring up issues I have with the second half of the album. So uh, anywho. Or with, the, with both halves of the album in general. So track 12. No friends in the industry. Hey, okay, I can vibe to this. He on it. If this is the energy for the second half of the album, I'm here for all of that. Spit about that shit. This is a good one. Good job, Aubrey. I did say that. I did say good job, Aubrey. Um, hey, yeah, good job, Aubrey. Uh, this is how we opened up the second half. He was spitting about it. You know, no friends in the industry. Pretty much, you know, like a no new friends two kind of shit. Uh... And he, he was, I, I like this one, I like this half better. I feel like there was less mess. There's still like some like, in it, but I overall, I overall start liking the second half of this album better, but it does lead to an issue that I have with said album and why I think it, this didn't need to be 21 tracks. It could have just been 13, but let's continue uh, through the rest of this. So track 13, Knife Talk, featuring 21 Savage and Project Pat. All right. I'm a little biased on this one because I appreciate uh, 21, man. His growth as an artist since XXL has been fucking fantastic, which I stand by. 21 Savage has become a drastically better artist than he was when he was on that XXL freshman freestyle. Because that shit was awful. We know what freestyle, or the cypher, we know what cypher we're talking about because that shit is iconic. It lives in infamy. And it's known as the trigger point that led to the downfall of the double XL freshman classes from that point forward. Uh, where he literally mumbled. It's <laughs> still my favorite. But not but, uh, in a good way. Not in a good yeah, way. Yeah, no, no. No, I agree with you. <laughs> That's why everyone likes that 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 cipher. But, um... Hey, no good... Nope. I mean, all publicity is good, bro. Yeah, and he's he's a much better artist than he was now. Uh, fantastic. Uh, what was what was that album called? I forget. He the album he recently released. It was like a part two to another project. It was like Savage Part Two or what? Yeah, Savage Mode. Savage Mode. Yeah, uh, or something like that. I actually really like that project. Twenty One Savage when he's in his bag, uh, he just knows what he's rapping about, and he just stays in that lane. I can I can dig twenty one, bro. Stepping on niggas was the best song in the album. It was fucking great. It was. It made yeah, me want to go outside and step on some you, niggas. I know. You told me that last time. We were stepping on niggas. Ah. Stepping. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go step on these niggas. But anywho, um, these niggas is flowing though. 
Okay, this may be the energy for this whole second half. Let's see if they keep it up. They kind of do. Uh, I still really like that song. It's not one of my favorites. It's probably it's probably one of the top tracks. It's something I would keep in the album. I'll say that. Track number 14. 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. There's the energy I've been waiting for. Three nice tracks in a row. He is in his bag on this one. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. This is definitely another Drake song, but again, it's another above average one. His wordplay in real, uh, his wordplay real clean on this one. Some of these lines, I'm like, I don't know about that, Aubrey. But overall, good shit. Yeah, I still, I still agree with that. This was a pretty good one. This might also be a low-key Kanye diss. Uh, you're gonna have to just listen to it and see how you feel about that. But this is a good one. This is this one was a solid track. And this was just Drake on the track. This is one of the few tracks where it's just Drake, uh, no features. And he did a good job. I liked it. I still do. Uh, will it be in rotation? Uh, yeah, just just not as much as like some other songs. Track 15, Race My Mind. Hmm, a little too whatever for me. It's not bad, but it's not great either. Don't start losing that momentum you had going now, man. We still got six more tracks. Finish strong, Nikki. I like this. I feel like this one will get stuck in people's heads, though. The hook is catchy enough. Yeah, this seems like something that's going to be popular, probably. But it's whatever. You know, it's a Drake. It's a typical, like, I'm Drake and I'm singing. <laughs> you know, it's Aubrey. Like, it's, it's one of those songs. You want to fuck me? And I'm not saying Drake need to rap on every song to keep that momentum i was just like eh, this ain't nothing new it's not different it's a drake song and even like the songs i've been liking like from the second half they're they're drake songs you know uh track 16 fountains drake attempts uh this track does not fit in the overall album at all and that's saying something since this is almost like two different albums when i do do an overall view overall review i'll explain why which i will do once we go over these tracks that being said i don't hate this i'm vibing to this one but yeah this sounds like it should have been on views it does sound like it should have been it should have been like it sounds like something that would have been like made at the same time hotline bling was made that ah. that 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 year of drake it sounds 2016 like 2016 or 2015 somewhere around that i think, it was, around I think it was 20 it, no, was, it was 2015. Was it 2015? It was 2015 because it was still when I was at Target, and I quit Target early 2016. Mm. So unless it was released in like January, February. Okay. But yeah, um, it sounds like something that could have been on that. Um, but it was good. I liked it. I liked the vibe. It was nice. I play this one every now and then. It's cool. Um, track 17. Get Love along thing. better. Yes, and it I was hoping it was gonna be good because it was track seventeen. Oh, well, uh, not? <laughs> Get along better, featuring Ty Dollar Sign. Oh. Boy. This is the most <laughs> Drake sing song ass track off the album so far. The legendary feature nigga Ty just pushes that further home. This song was basic as hell. That's it. That is it. This is a basic ass Drake song. Nothing is memorable about it. I guess Ty being on it, Ty Dollar Sign being on it is memorable. But it's Ty Dollar Sign, so you know what to expect from the he's, king of features. He's everywhere. Featuring, he made an album called Featuring Ty Dollar Sign. 
because he he bought into the. It's nice that he can laugh at himself. Yeah, because he's still okay. getting a check regardless. So he he's like, I'm about to make my bread. Cause so good on Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, but yeah, this is this is such a basic song. It's it's one of the bottom songs for me. It's not the worst one. Way too sexy is still the worst one. But it's just hell. Oh, you could have cut this. We didn't need this. Track twenty song album. <laughs> twenty song. It could have been a thirteen song album, bro. I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, track eighteen. You only live twice, featuring Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. Now, this, in my opinion, in my opinion, is the best song off the album. This is, in my opinion, people are gonna disagree with me. I don't give a fuck. I said it's my opinion. This is. I. I think this is the best one. This. I think this is the best one. That's interesting, because, like, about a decade ago, YOLO, You Only Live Once, was a big thing. Oh, so, so I got to give it to them for, like, a decade later, bringing in You Only Live Twice. You Only Live Twice. I say them, because he's not the only one on the... <laughs> Yolt! <laughs> Yolt. <laughs> okay. I'm not really a Rick Ross fan. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, but I like this verse. He dropped on this. And, man, the energy these three had. Rick kicked it off, Drake in the middle, and Wayne killed that shit at the end. Fantastic. This is my favorite song off the album now. Love this. Yeah, it's the best track. And it's not just because it's a rapping track. Like I said, I don't automatically declare every singing Drake song bad. But it's just one of those things where I'm just like, do something different if you go and do a singing song, bro. Like when he was mixing it up, when he had like Hotline Bling and all that other shit, like... Yeah, you were doing a little... You are doing some things kind of different. You know, I want variety. I don't just want the same kind of styled beats with you just doing this monotone like, oh, you used to love me. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Do something di- Do something else, as T-Pain would say. Just way more aggressive and loud. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not a Rick Ross fan. I've never really been a Rick Ross fan. Rick Ross fan. But, um... This verse was really dope. I really liked his verse. And it was cool that he opened up. I like the fact that he opened up. Because his voice is... Rick Ross... I think Rick Ross is kind of like a cool dude. Even though I don't really like his music. And he kind of has a very... He has a very powerful voice. Not even kind of. Like, his voice is very distinct. You know it's Rick Ross when you hear Rick Ross rap. No, 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 no. Like, you know know his voice. So him opening up really, like, tunes you in. You're just like, oh, okay, so we're in this. And then Drake was in the middle... I think Drake had the weakest verse of the three, but it still was pretty good. He had his flow going, and it was good that he was in the middle because it branches things together. And then you go into Wayne, and Wayne fucking killed it. Now, I'm not one of those people who's just like, damn, Wayne is like the greatest rapper of all time. I I don't feel that way. I'm sorry. I just don't. That's okay, though, because I still think Wayne is a great rapper. He's made a huge impact in the music industry. That's unfucking deniable especially in you know the hip-hop game bro like wayne wayne is iconic wayne is always going to be iconic he need to cut them dreads but wayne is always going to be iconic uh but he killed it his verse was fucking fire he was on it uh yeah. i really i stand by it this is the best track off the album i just think like the beat was good everybody was on peak energy i i have no issues with this song and i think that's why i say it's the best track it's not my favorite anymore though yeah, I can agree. Um, I feel like it was the best from what I've heard. It's real good. It's not my favorite anymore, though, because my favorite track is the track that came right after that. Uh, track 19, I Am Y2. 
I think it's just supposed to be I Miss You Too or something like that. I think that's what it's supposed to translate to. Uh, featuring my nigga Kid Cudi. So I was already smiling when I saw featuring Kid Cudi. Because when the album dropped, I only have like YouTube Premium. And the whole thing didn't drop on YouTube yet. So I had to look up the track list and then search the song. Because they didn't have it in like its own little package playlist. So I had to search the song to find it on YouTube. But it was on Drake's like official like channel. Um... But when I looked up that and I saw Kid Cudi, I was like, ah, Kid Cudi's on a track. You know, I got to say about <laughs> Kid Cudi, what I love about him is him and Kanye are in two sides of the same coin. That's why they work well together. Yeah. But uh, whereas Kanye is the kind of like the bad crazy where you, you know, you kind of worry about them. Kid Cudi's kind of rode the line of the good crazy where you're like, ah, you're just putting out good stuff that we like. Kid, Kid Cudi's awesome, bro. One day we need to check on it. Yeah. One day it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got so happy seeing my nigga Kid Cudi on a fe- as a feature. Uh, my guy added some seasoning to this track 100%. This might have been another basic one, but Cudi's vocals just work so well on this one alongside Drake's. And yeah, their, their synergy in terms of like vocals, I feel like it mixed really well. Kid Cudi, you, you already know Kid Cudi about to kill it. With vocal work, the the humming. I was telling Ryan this. Kid Cudi could hum me to sleep. Yeah. I I pay good money for Kid Cudi. I I, I'd probably have the best sleep of my fucking when life. When that happens, invite me. Cause <laughs> I'd be like, I need that sleep. Cudi, I can't sleep, bro. He'd be like, mm-hmm. I'd be fucking out. <laughs> like, but I ain't even gonna lie. I would pay Kid Cudi to hum me to sleep. That's what I said on this. Uh, <laughs> this is my second favorite track. This is now my favorite track. I think uh, You Only Live Twice is the best track, but this is my favorite one. Uh, Drake don't always got, get his features down right, but when he do, boy, they hit. Yeah, Cuddy was perfect for this track. I, I love this song. I've listened to it a number of times outside of just re-listening to the album. I really like it. And then we got track 20. <laughs> uh, fucking fans. Drake, no! Stop fumbling all that good-ass momentum you keep building up. This is not it, man. And look, I don't hate this song, but the timing is off. This should have been up in the earlier half, I think. That's also going to feed into my full review later this week. Maybe if this was the last track, but even then, IDK, if it's strong enough to be a closer since it's not even strong enough to be the second to last track. Okay, one more left, and I'm going to bed. Finish wait, strong, Aubrey. Hey, wait, is that is that song called Fucking Fans? Fucking Fans. It's called Fucking Drake, Fans. Drake, that, that's not a good look on you. It's not. It's uh, not, absolutely. It's, that's not what it's about, but the song Still, is called Fucking Fans. If I looked at that, track list and saw that name i'm instantly like nope track 20 yeah this is this is you gotta be aware of what's allocated against you <laughs> in my opinion this is just a very forgettable song the only reason why i remember it is because i was just like ah, this is the second to last track it's whatever he does finish strong though because let me get to track 21 the remorse Tom. 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 <laughs> why was it savage on that one on track 21 yeah I don't think they wanted the track 21 was on to be the, the closer to, to certified love of boy. Well, that nigga was, 21 was talking about splattering niggas' brains and having their mothers sing at their funerals and shit. 
Probably better than whatever. Certified level boy. <laughs> probably than whatever whoever wrote for Drake wrote. Damn, damn, right? Okay, shit. Anywho, the remorse. <laughs> uh, first off, this shit almost six minutes. Why am I surprised? Okay, this is definitely a Drake song, but this fits as a closer, so I'm gonna let him off on that one. He talking about his life, all the effort, where he started, his kid. It's nothing new. He's made songs about this stuff before. But plenty of artists do this, sh the same stuff, so I feel like he can get a, a pass if there's more energy in lyrics used to push the song forward. It's definitely working. If you're gonna reuse ideas, reinvent them, and uh, he does that here. Also, I really like the beat too. Definitely one of my favorites on here. Very clever lines on this one too, but also some corny ones, but expected. Overall, this is a good closing track. And with that, we are done. And then I took my ass to sleep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, that was that was a strong track too. So uh, if we're gonna go by our grading scale, let me just yes, uh, yes, quickly yes. review. This is gonna be fast since I just went over every single track off the album, so I'm just gonna quickly give the numbers. Um, Love to go. see it at work. How many ounces are our fans drinking when the episode is over? <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's water. You might drink 36 ounces of water. You might drink 24 ounces of water. Either way, you should be drinking water. Please drink water. Please drink water. Please drink water. All right. So production, music, uh, the mixing and mastering, and the variety. I will give this a solid eight. Uh, strong production, as expected of Drake, though, because, you know, it's Drake, so he should have strong production. Yeah, he's the big moneymaker. He's, he's a big moneymaking artist. He's hugely world-famous. You know, easily headline at any show. Yeah, even. exactly. I expect good production. Um, s overall, sound great. The mixing was great. I'm only saying it's an eight because, like I said, a lot of songs are very like this is a Drake song. Yeah. So these are like this is a Drake beat. Some beats added some variety, and then also you you get a point knocked off because of them fucking beat switches nigga stop you did not need 87 fucking beat so without switches. the beat switches he would have had a nine he he probably would have eight, had an 8.5 or a nine maybe okay stop with the fucking beats you didn't need to do all that shit you it's good not... for like a mid album switch mid albums like even if he did it for like let's say like two tracks maybe three he like, did it for so many and did sometimes it... he did them back to back songs well, that's not good if he he did it in his opening right Mm -hmm. If he did it in the opening, that switched the theme of the album, and then halfway through did it again and it switched the theme of the mm -hmm. album, it would have been different. That would have been creative. I feel like beat switches shouldn't be used to like change the song, but to change the album. Yeah, change the vibe. Even if it's and if it is just a single to change the song, but to change the vibe that still fits the overall theme yeah. of the song. Um. So yeah, I I give that an eight. He got a solid eight out of me. Uh, voice, so vocals, delivery, mixing and mastering. Again, going into the production, mis mixing and mastering is Drake. So, of course, I expect good mixing and mastering. Yeah, good job. Um, you're going to lose a few points for delivery, my guy, because, again, it's just Drake. He didn't do anything really creative or new, and that's what I mean by when I say delivery. I expect something different in a project, and people are like, well, what do you expect? Most artists do the same thing over and over. Kendrick literally makes something new every fucking project. 
Good Kid, Mad City does not sound like To Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly does not sound like Damn. Like, production-wise, lyric-wise, delivery-wise, those are very different albums. All three fucking classics. Even Cole, uh, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, does not sound like For Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only does not sound like KOD. KOD does not sound like The Off-Season. All very different sounds. Very different themes. Very different deliveries on that stuff. So, for you to tell me... <laughs> <laughs> that or like no nigga you can do something different even vince had different vibes and different flows he had chill vibes like something that was more dark and grimacing like fm uh the album before like this self-titled vince staples album the sound of that and the delivery of lyrics and the variety and the change-ups was very different from the self the self-titled one because it was kind of like um a lot of these fun like summertime songs you might hear like in terms of like sound quality but the lyrics were kind of like very contrast to that hmm. so it made kind of like this like little grim overtone over the summer kind of thing so that was interesting but um when when you have like the self-titled vince that the lyric lyrically it was more like kind of like poetry kind of thing hmm. I, that's how i personally feel about it like you can make different shit, bro you can it's not hard Drake is staying in his lane because he knows it makes him money, so he's gonna do the same thing over and over again. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but for me personally, I don't. That makes me not really care as much. Yeah, I I want I want an artist to challenge themselves because mm -hmm. I admit I'm one of those people who listen to the same artist over and over, but I'm also one of those people who get sick of it. That's also why I don't listen to music as much because I'm caught in that conundrum. Mm -hmm. So I do podcasts everyone every week. There's something new, <laughs> but um, like change yourself up a bit. Like take the risk. Like I know you make you'll make money doing the thing that you always do, but one day you're gonna put a lot of money into one project, and people are gonna be like, "I've heard this last three times." And it's like people are Drake's done different stuff before. Yeah, but then he just does the same three things that he's done before, and I feel like a lot of certified lover boy it's just a mix of all the things he's done before and those things he's done before he's already done repeatedly i mean it's in a weird way the most different thing i've heard drake do is on chris brown's song certified woman beater chris brown yeah yeah <laughs> no which which is funny because they only fix their beef because of their hate of rihanna like oh <laughs> like, like, let me be real. Like, she shot Drake down, and all of a sudden, he's Chris Brown's best friend. Like, but yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give him a seven on the voice. He, he it sounds about right. Yeah, and vocals. Um, Drake, do something different with your voice, bro. The, Seriously, with the sing. And even if you're gonna do the same singing thing, do it. You know, do it. You could do it differently, bro. Come on. I, I heard you rap on Degrassi. You sounded pretty cool and a lot more badass than you do now. So I'm going to say that. Damn, son. He like fucking Degrassi Drake better. Degrassi. Uh, so next up, lyrics, writing, consistency, theme. Six. <laughs> Six. Um, this is the same fucking Drake lyrics we've heard before. Even on the songs I really like. It's the same fucking Drake lyrics we've heard before. Come on, bro. You've been in the game for a long ass time. You ain't got nothing new to write about? You ain't got nothing new to write about? 
consistency. He gets most of this score because the album is kind of consistent, but at the same time not because the second half is vastly different from the first half in terms of vibe, I feel. And I feel like this album feels like two different albums. And that inherently isn't a bad thing because, oh, halfway through you're changing up the vibe. Cool, that's different. But Certified Love Boy seemed like it was going to be an overall project. Yeah. You know, like this was going to be one whole. It doesn't feel like one whole. It feels like it's cut in half. And that only makes it painfully more obvious that there didn't need to be this many tracks in the album. You could have made it a 13-track album. I will say the it album It just art... makes it more noticeable that there's yeah. so many fucking songs. I will say the <laughs> like... album art alone tells me that this is a, a Money in My Pocket album. Mm-hmm. He hadn't put out an album in a couple years. Let's do one now. It's just like, come on, bro. Like, but that's why he gets the consistency thing. Because it yeah. is overall consistent, but at the same, like I said, it's just like, it doesn't feel like these two halves connect very well, in mm. my opinion. Okay. Like, these could have been two separate projects. So what, what kind of beer are we drinking here? What? What kind of beer are we drinking here? Oh, is, we're not done. Oh, we're not done? Still, there's still one more. Oh my god, I did my math wrong. Production, voice, lyrics. Fourth is engagement. For some reason, I thought that... Oh my god. My bad. So, it's kind of like uh, going down a point every time because I, I gave engagement a five. <laughs> so it's like eight, seven, six, five. Um, so, engagement. For engagement, I put down like as subtitles for this. Like uh, pacing, length, replayability. We already know how I feel about the length. This shit is too fucking long. It is too long. It did not need... And it's 21 tracks because they want better streaming numbers. He... In less than 24 hours, Drake had, like, the top 21 spots on Apple Music streaming because of all the songs. This album didn't need to be 21 songs. He did it for the stream sales. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, God, this album's so fucking long. And that hurts the replayability because I don't want to listen to the whole fucking thing again. I only listened to it two more times because I was going to review it. And I still feel the same way. In fact, I feel even worse about it. Like, I don't want to sit here. I like listening to albums. I, like, sometimes I'll, like, you know, listen to a mix of different songs when I'm, like, cleaning or something. But when I'm sitting at home and doing it, I like to listen to it. Like, I sit down and listen to an entire album. Yeah. Like, I like listening to an album start to finish. And if... The only time I really like long albums if there's, like, a strong, consistent theme to them. Yeah. Like, if your album doesn't really have a strong... And I'm not even saying it needs to be a concept album, but if your album doesn't have, like, a strong, consistent overall theme to it, I don't feel like your album needs to be that fucking long. Honestly. Like, like, To Pimp a Butterfly is pretty long, but the reason why... To Pimp a Butterfly is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's my favorite Kendrick album. It was like my album of the decade in the previous decade. I love To Pimp a Butterfly. But it has an overall theme. And it's very strong and very apparent throughout the whole album. But I can listen to certain songs like by themselves as well. But I like to sit down and listen to an entire album. I don't want to listen to Certify Lover Boy from start to finish. I want to listen to a few tracks from it. Maybe on rotation. But that's about it. And that's why I feel like if his, if the album had been like 12 to 13, like maybe 15 if you really want to push it max, but I feel like this album could have been 13 tracks, which means he could have cut like what, eight songs off this album? He 
could have cut four songs off that first half, four songs off that second half, and this would have been fine. You could have kept that interlude in the middle, had seven songs to or six songs to start. Oop. The interlude, six songs to end, and we would have been fine. Yeah. And I would have been like, this is. It would have been a stronger project, and I would have gave it a stronger score for the uh, production, maybe too, and especially the engagement. It's too long. And like I said, like that halfway point where he changes it up, it kind of hurts the pacing because it doesn't feel like a. It doesn't feel like it's connected, and the second half is just changing up, but it's the same overarching thing. It just feels very different in the second half, and it's jarring. And the beat switches hurt the pacing a lot because you're doing too many fucking beat switches in between everything, and I'm just like, I don't know how to feel about this, and I don't want to replay the whole thing again. So it really hurts it. That's why I give it, gave it half the score. Hmm. So those, those are all four categories. So now we have the overall score. He got an 8, a 7, a 6, and a 5. So that leaves him with a total score of 26. 26. 26 ounces. 26 ounces. It's in the let me have another category. He he just made it bare minimum. Bare minimum. He was almost champagne of beers. If if, if I, I almost gave him a 5 for lyrics, but I was like, you know what? There were a few cool things here and there. So I gave him the extra point. So, so it's, like a, it's like a B. I feel like Drake rides himself on the champagne of beers. Yeah, like this one is like so that it's stronger-ish, and I think it's because it's a mix of all the previous stuff he's done, which is why he kind of gets that one little extra point, just barely for me. It's like barely in that tier of like, let me have another. Like, because like I said, there are some songs I'll listen to again. Will I listen to this entire album again? No. So, so no. you're telling me this is a, uh, uh, this is a let me have another ranking, but mm. you will not listen to the album entirely again. No, like, like it's a bare, it's like on the cusp. Mm. Like if we had like an, I'm not gonna add more categories, but if we had like an in between, <laughs> cause we already have a shit ton. It, it, <laughs> it, would, it would be one is enough. Yeah, like maybe two. Maybe two. <laughs> like, if like, someone, like someone put, two. if someone put it on, I'm not gonna actively change it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Like it's just barely hitting that. So you might have another. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Like my mind might okay. even change, and this score could end up being lower. But for now, it's for 26. Maybe when once I listen to Donda a few more times and give it a fair review and compare it to mm. Certified Lover Boy, maybe I'll change some things on the score. But I think as of now, that's what I feel comfortable giving Certified Lover Boy. A 26 out of 40. So Drake fans, don't come at me. He got... It's it's an okay. It's an okay album. It's a very... Uh, it's like... And I think the reason why I'm going so hard on him is because this shit was so hyped, apparently, by so many people. And he was hyping it up. And I was like, this is it? It's not bad, but it's like... This is it? That's why I go so hard on him for this because I'm just like this is just okay. It makes me feel like um, typical Drake. It's typical Drake, but also kind of reminds me of like you know I'm admittedly like an open Grande lover. Yes. Um, her newest album I don't like at all. Oh really? Yeah. The, yeah. Well, it was a while ago. It was the one where it was like super the new sexy. Super Ariana. Uh, Grande Deluxe. It was like it was her the one that was like positions and like thirty four, thirty five. Oh, uh, like 
I love her. She's such a great artist, but for some reason I wasn't digging these like every song is soft and it's about sex and, d- d-. and I'm like the young miss likes fucking she <laughs> might but frankly like I don't know like frankly my dear we, we I all, don't give a damn yeah we all, we all know you're hot but like I just want to hear you sing like singing about God as a woman like I like that stuff I like her powerful pieces I don't want to and it, it, it's kind I of the same. That. It's I, kind of the same tune as uh, Certified Lover Boy, where it's just like it's another album of like, look at me, I'm hot, I'm this, that, and it just makes you feel like you're you're worried that you're not. My thing about it is too, when I went into Certified Lover Boy, I kind of expected it because it's called Certified Lover Boy. Yeah. So I kind of knew what to expect, but like you could still do stuff like that and make some creative music. Yes, I think that's where my and line I think is. that like it, it sounds very like. This is the bare minimum t- to me. That's yeah. what this album sounds like. This is like bare minimum Drake to me. That's how I feel off of that last Like Tech I Ronde feel like album. it could have been stronger. And I thought and maybe and maybe I am being biased because like I heard that this album got delayed by so many months cuz it's supposed to come out in January. And I was like, well maybe he's working on strengthening it. And then I saw that it was 21 tracks and I was like, this better be 21 strong tracks and they're not 21 strong tracks. So I'm just like, why the fuck was this delayed so fucking long? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if my score changes once I review Donda. But I think I'm very comfortable with the 26. It makes sense. Like like I said, I was not bashing this album for the sake of bashing it. Clearly I wasn't because that's a decent score. It's it's in the middle. It's an okay. Like I feel like, like if we go over our grading scale. It's in like the the upper middle, okay. Yeah, like uh. You passed. Yeah, cause you got. I rather have Natty Ice. Natty Ice, that don't taste too good. If it's at a party, I'll drink it. So like, I feel like those are like our bads. Yeah. Like those four, and then the okays would be. It's what I could afford. The champagne of beers. Let me have another. Those are the okays. And then you get into the great stuff, which is like cracking a cold one with the boys, which is the 31 to 35 ounces, 36 to 39. I want this shit on tap. Perfect horse is the 40 ounce. And then just like the fucking godly albums. Yeah. Like I put to pimp a butterfly as an E40, honestly. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I get that. I get well, that. Like shit like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. we have those sections of like the bad, the okay, and the great. And I feel like Drake is like upper middle great. Or middle upper, you know what I mean. Yeah. He's 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 or not great. Okay, yeah. he's in the okay's. It's it was okay. oh, it was just very par for the course. He's writing what he's got as long as he can, and yeah. if it makes some money, then all power to him. Like if you, to be fair too, guys, it wasn't like it wasn't like. I expected nothing, and I was still let down. It wasn't like that for me. It's like I expected nothing, and I got the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Like. like Maybe next time. Maybe next time. I just felt like it was going to be stronger because the wait was so long. Next album, Certified Mother Boy. (laughs) No. Next time, Certified Predator Boy. Oh, that's been all the time, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about the bad things artists do because because we like them. So let's, uh, let's change that as society. Um, I don't care. I, I've dropped so many people I love because fuck them. 
So you can too. That's big facts. Oh, big facts. Right out here spit big facts. Um, we haven't done a lyric read along in a long time, so I think I'm gonna do one in celebration of Certified Lover Boy. Oh my goodness! You know, just 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 for the shits and giggles, I'll do champagne poetry. <laughs> the opening. All right, track. all right. You gotta you gotta do me two favors real quick. Then hmm. you gotta grab me a cacti and let me pee real quick. Okay. Okay, we'll take a quick little breaky break and then we'll get into reading up the lyrics. So without further ado, y'all, let's get into it. This is Champagne Poetry by Aubrey. Part one, intro. I love you, I love you, I love you. That's, That's what plays on the beat. Until I, until I, I love you, I love you, I love you. I already hate this. Until I find the only words I know that you. <clears throat> verse one. I've been hot since the verse birth of my son. I remain unfazed. Trust worse has been done. Man, fuck evol- <laughs> evolution. Show me personal funds. It's the petty boys versus the petty boys it's the pretty boys versus the petty boys sold that already got a whole new set of toys shit is so surreal drizzy drake you better enjoy nothing else bigger than the ovo letterman boys cashmere knits for the nightmare boat rides nighttime i said nightmare this album is a nightmare nighttime boat rides oil got the first edition parked up on the roadside the only sign of struggling is coming from those guys. I'm trying to just relate <laughs> what I could see through my own eyes. And nothing tell the truth. Like the eyes live so much for others, don't remember how I feel. Okay, I see you with the eyes. <laughs> that actually kind of flows. <laughs> like I said, his flow was fine. It Damn, was just, dog in Mississippi, dog. It was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> it was just the beat that was like hurting it for me, I think. Uh, friends that hide places and. Fr- <laughs> Wait, did I read that right? Friends that hide, yes. Friends that hide places and friends that uh, hide still. Still manage to moonwalk straight through a minefield. And then come back to tell you that feels. The only words that I know. And then it's the, the sample again. Uh, built this house for us. Built this house for us, house for us all. Pain in my back still. Oh, he did it on his back. You niggas gassed up. You couldn't pay the bill until I, until I, and then it's the interlude. And then it's that, you know, that sample again. Verse two. Champagne poetry. These are the effortless flows. Supposedly something. Oh, sorry. So I learned to wash my face. Uh, <laughs> I have a skincare routine. Oh my god, I love you, man. I have a skincare routine. I can routine. wash your face, dog. That's what it said. It said, wash your face. Uh, <laughs> champagne poetry. These are the effortless flows. Supposedly, something else is controlling me. Under a picture lives some of the greatest quotes from me. Under me, I see all the people that claim they over me. And above me, I see nobody. I be dead for them. <laughs> I, I have to be dead for them to say what you took from took it from me. The twenty percent of you that we own that we own is my Tootsie's money. Oh my god, this thing is 
nigga was like, let me go off on this shitty ass beat. <laughs> nigga, I'm wildin' with your bread. You owe it to me. CJ grab racks up the bag and throw it to me. They don't want they don't want a problem with the boy, but it's always going to be. Trusting my brothers is as strong as I know it should be. Future signs, the contracts, he don't even show it to me. That sounds like it's a bad idea, but there's annotations to these, so I kind of want to read them. <laughs> oh, it's under review. Uh, but the annotation. Know it to be sounds very very similar to Noah. Shalib, Drake's longtime friend and producer. Oh, that's a fact. That's, that's kind of neat. And then what about Future Signs to Contracts? He don't even show it to me. Not to be confused with rapper Future, who is a frequent collaborator on multiple Drake songs. In this verse, Drake is referring to Future the Prince. Oh, okay. That's actually creative then. Good job, Drake. Bar. That's a bar. <laughs> this episode has shown me one thing, and that's Kyle's a Drake fan. Wow. Just because I acknowledge some bars. Yeah. Fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> I can't. Oh. <laughs> I can't until my girlfriend picked me up. <laughs> <laughs> Champagne poetry. Uh, I don't have a. I don't have to second guess nothing with no one I love. About to build a second guest house because we're growing too much. Think I got got to scale the love back because. And then it's the interlude again. Part two. This is the beat switch. Yeah. Oh. Heavy day for real. Yeah, oh. Oh, there's a hell of a... There's a lot of annotation in this. I kind of want to read it. Uh, the city's on fire and people are in denial. Charges being laid, but we'll see what they do with the trial. I'm calling this shit from now. Sweetheart's deal... Sweetheart deals that the judges been handing down. What, what does that mean, Genius Annotation? All this stuff is under review, so don't, don't quote G Genius. Uh... Drake is referencing the protests and riots that have occurred across the world in recent years due to people unhappy with policing efforts and denying what's actually happened. In recent years specifically, many people have been unhappy when someone is brought to justice because the judge lets them off with a slap on the wrist. Cool, I get it. What does that have to do with the song overall? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. I get, I get, I get you. <laughs> like, what does this have have to do? It, it's one of those things. Where it's like, let me reference something. Well, so this, I referenced it. How is this linking to the first half with that first shit? You know, uh, I haven't been able to see my family for a while. This shit's been wearing me out. I used to hide my pain in Delala before the bar, behind the bar, till my niggas carried me out. And if money's all I need in my grave. Then bury me now. I know I tend to talk about how I got a fortune on me, but with but with that comes politics. The city been forcing on me. Man, I can't even rip and show my remorse to the homie. No, I carry the guilt of the city's misfortune on me. Okay, Drake, there's there's some annotations. He he's still upset that uh, Spinner was the reason why he got shot. Nigga, if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> the entirety of Degrassi is much deeper than Drake lyrics. Delilah is an upscale celebrity hotspot restaurant and nightclub in LA where Drake frequently visits. So he would get drunk in Delilah until his homies have to carry him out. What does this have to do with the prison shit before? 
or with the with you know the people riding and not it being. doesn't he's it's pandering just, and if the money's all I need in my grave, then bury me now. I don't know why this needs education. He, he's quoting something. He's Kurt Cobaining, which is... In this line, Drake references he Rick Ross assist... Oh, Rick Ross's assisted junior team single, Money in the Grave. When I die, put my money in the grave. Drake might be boasting about how much money he has. Enough to last <laughs> him a lifetime. He's already achieved his goal of getting rich. So if that was the ultimate goal... He's ready to be buried already. No, he's not. So he was, you know, paying homage to a Rick Ross line. Folks. I get that, but like, saying true by it, if we were to open up a grave and be like, get in, he'd be like, no, <laughs> like no, no yet, no yet, no yet. No, there's too many women I haven't gotten pregnant. Well, that's the answer to the line. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I take back everything I just said. That was a really good line. Nick Cannon got like three women pregnant in like a Yeah, like he, a... he be putting babies in bitches. Like crazy, bro. Uh okay. That was a good line. I, so okay, I know I'm sorry, I tend Drake. To talk about how I got a fortune on me, but with that comes the politics the city's been forcing on me. Man, I can't even RIP without showing remorse to the home and showing remorse to the homie. No, I carry the guilt of the city's misfortune on me. So the annotation to that is because of Drake's massive influence and superstardom, the city of Toronto and its government officials often pressure Drake to align his actions with their desired politics. Canada's like, hey, maybe you want to follow <laughs> Everything from how he displays his wealth to who he associates with and how he mourns is publicly scrutinized. For example, Drake was criticized by the Toronto Star for being tone deaf after he released his video for Tootsie Slide dancing in his mansion during the COVID pandemic. <laughs> look, look, I'm not about to fault Drake for that. Everybody needs to shut the fuck up. That nigga got a mansion. He can do whatever the fuck. Yeah, but still, it's like. That's that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that one hit me heavy. That was funny oh. as fuck. Oh, fuck. In 2017, Drake's dear friend, Anthony Fitzsorris, was gunned down in Toronto. God damn. Toronto police publicly criticized Drake for not using his public platform to help solve the murder. All right, all right. All right, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to side with Drake on this one. Damn. Because he's not a police officer. Damn, is the public going to make me on Drake's side? Because, like... He's I I'm, I shit on him because he, he's an entertainer, but if y'all are gonna make this your fucking arguments, like no, leave Aubrey alone. Well, he's not a police officer. It's not his job to yeah. do that. It's what your supposed to job do? to solve the crime. I'm sorry, fucking. He's not Nancy Drew. Like goddamn. Wow, that same year. Nancy Drake. Drake was, oh, Nancy Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Drake. <laughs> Aubrey Drew. Aubrey Drew. That same year, Drake was also chided for associating with Toronto rapper Pressure, who was out on bail on serious charges. A year later, Drake was publicly criticized by Toronto's, Toronto's, Toronto's chief of police after being photographed wearing a Hell's Angel hoodie. He probably wore it as fucking Fun. apparel. 
Yeah. People do that shit all the time. Are we really about to fault Drake for something everyone does? You don't fault everyone else for doing that shit? <laughs> Anywho, that was the annotation. Guy right? else the biggest Drake fan. No, it's just stupid. I just reviewed this album and gave it I know. like an okay. <laughs> I know, I'm fucking with you. I even got the cleanest staff plotting extortion on me. My parents' divorces on me. Didn't they divorce years ago? My therapist's voice is making the choices for me. Oh, okay, I get it. And I always censor myself because no matter what they were reporting on me, the pressure is weighing on me. Career is going great, but now the rest of me is fading slowly. Ooh. That was kind of creative. There's annotation here. Uh, career is going great, grown, bleh, going great, but now the rest is fading slowly. Drake has consistently maintained a high level of, of success in his music career for several years. However, now that he is in his mid-30s, goddamn he is, he is not only starting to feel the physical effects of aging, I think it sounds like he needs to hit the gym, uh, but also may feel like he's losing himself, his values, his friends, and his family. Kind of like he's having a midlife crisis. Yeah. Maybe he needs to actually go see some therapy. The therapist is making the choices for me. <laughs> my soulmate is somewhere out in the world just waiting on me my chef got the recipe for disaster baking slowly my heart feels vacant and lonely but still I'm making the most of the shit and more every single move is like rolling dice on the board seen too many brothers get 25 from the boys <laughs> I'd rather see all of them get 25 from the lord and if the last <laughs> negotiation made you pay me 25, well, this is the perfect time to give me 25 more. I'm bigger than I'm bigger now than before. That was actually kind of really creative how you used uh, 25. Not even gonna lie. Yeah. That was very creative. Like I said, like like I said with this song before, the flow is great, but the song just became very okay to me because that whole first half was really boring in terms of. Uh, co-parent of the year, we figured out a rapport. Oh. Damn. <laughs> and there's annotation. I don't know about that, that, I don't know about that and one. And there's annotation. This is a direct response to all the people who, uh, doubted Drake's love for his son and to Pusha T. Uh, Pusha T won that beef. Everyone just publicly wants to say Drake won that beef. Yeah, because, yeah. Because he's Drake. Drake, uh, Pusha T ripped that man to shreds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And exposed Drake for hiding his child with the Sophie Bryson, uh, an artist and former porn star. On the story of that, and yeah, Pusha T rapped. Sophie knows better as your baby mother cleaned up for her IG, but the stench is on her. A baby's involved. It's deeper than rap. We talking character. Let me keep keep with the facts. You're hiding the child. Let that boy come home. Deadbeat motherfucker playing Border Patrol. I remember that shit. Yeah. Pusha T fucking destroyed me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like I want to say, like, okay, Drake, you love your son, but, like, what you say in response to it is you have a rapport with, like... He's co-parent of the year. The rapport is the bare minimum. But he's co-parent of the year. Nah. They built a rapport. He's co-parent of the year. <laughs> I will say The Rock in San Andreas is co-parent of the year. Ryan, we're not about to do this. <laughs> Drake responds by claiming that he has a harmonious relationship with the mother of his son, which benefits his son and his present, uh, making him co-parent of the year. 
Drake has figured out a way to take care of his child without it seeming like he is being hidden. Notable in his song, Emotionless, where he says, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world, I was hiding the world from my kid. I felt like that was just like, nigga, you just making excuses. Yeah. Alright, go off. Uh, <laughs> we see a contrast in Drake's action with him having walked up on stage hand in hand with Adonis as he accepted an award for Artist of the Day. What I don't like about the whole Drake kid situation is he hit it, and when it got revealed, he milked it. I wasn't hiding my the my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Shut the fuck up, nigga. No, the second the world was aware of your kid, your kid was all over the world. Flexing. Uh, no fair what Drizzy made on the second leg of the tour. How could anybody tell you the truth when they when they misfortuned? How the niggas turn, turning up with you turned... Uh, turned you in for awards. How the fuck do we manage to win everything but awards? Oh, Number God, three podcast in Argentina. There's there's fucking <laughs> there's fucking annotation for this. How the fuck do we manage to win everything but awards? Uh, when are we gonna win an award? Drake's won a number of awards over the course of his career, so it's possible he's specifically referring to his performance at the Grammys. Despite. <laughs> Despite the repeated commercial success of his albums, he tends to win less Grammys than other similarly popular artists. Uh, Drake has just four total Grammy wins, whereas, for example, Kendrick Lamar has 13 wins because he deserves them. Kanye yep. West has 22 wins because he deserves them. Yep. Jay-Z has 23 wins because he deserves them. <laughs> as, a, as of certified Loverboy's release, Drake's latest Grammy win was Best Rap Song of the Year for God's Plan in 2019. See, the thing about Drake is the public listens to him because he is Drake. And I'm not biased because, like I said before, I'm a big Grande stan, but like that last Grande album, it did very well. That shit was boo-boo. Mm. <laughs> I didn't like it. Damn. I don't listen to it. It's not on my Grande playlist. And again, it goes back to what I was saying about like Kendrick reinvents himself with a project. Yeah. Kanye damn well reinvents himself with yeah. every, every what, fucking project. Whether it's a hit or a miss, you gotta respect Ye for trying. Yeah, Jay does too. Jay, Jay does have a lot of similar stuff, but Jay has like been changing it up, especially more and more recently. Jay's the one who like, rapped like, over Lincoln Park. Like, <laughs> like he he uh, <laughs> no no if. If you were to tell me a Mexico rapper were to, the Brooklyn boys. I know, but like <laughs> it, it slaps still. Like if you were to tell me any other rapper laughed over, rapped over Lincoln Park, I'd be like, "Well, Lottie fucking da." But <laughs> Jay Z did it, and I'll tell you what: when I put my Lincoln Park songs on my car playlist, there was a couple of the Jay Z Lincoln Park. They're, they're good. They're right. they, they, <laughs> Encore. Encore is the one that's on. En- encore is encore is cool, I guess. Yeah. En- uh, Make some noise for the Brooklyn boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so what the hell are you waiting for? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, but 444 was really good. I remember when yeah. that came out a few years back. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was that annotation. Windows of opportunity let me go through the doors. This is... This uh, this is the part where I don't even say pardon me anymore. Oh, there's annotation. Oh my god. I this love... is, there's one for every fucking line, nah, man. Nah, no it's not. There's just a lot more in the second half than in the first. Uh, it's clear we see uh, 
a remorseless Aubrey Graham. <laughs> they said Aubrey Graham. This. Not Drake. Aubrey. Uh, one who is unapologetic about his actions or tries to make excuses. This is in contrast to his demeanor in Scorpion. Where he, Scorpion was long as fuck, too. Um, where he seems to be in conflict or apologetic about some of his actions. Notably in his songs such as Emotionless and I'm Upset with lyrics <laughs> such as they are, I always have to say it like that. That <laughs> they, was a decent video. I'll give it that. I'm upset. As a Degrassi fan. <laughs> they always ask why they let the story run if it's false. Why let the story run if it's false. You know a wise man's ah, you know a wise man once said nothing at all. You know what? Respect for that. Sometimes you don't need to always, like, defend some bullshit. Kyle, I'm a little bit worried. I'm gonna note, I'm gonna acknowledge good lyrics if I see good lyrics. I know, but you've been talking about Drake for an hour. Yeah, I'm reviewing an album. (laughs) (laughs) He's mad at me. He doesn't like it that I call him out. I'm reviewing an album. You don't like this. Calling out. I'm reviewing an album, you (laughs) niggler. Feller. (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is the part where I'm gonna find a new part to, of me to explore. Well, you didn't in this album because it sounds the same. Uh, this is the part where all my partners know what we in it for. Yeah, we know we in for the same shit. This is the part where we going through us, going to throw us a party after the war. What war? No one is attacking you. <laughs> if the last negotiation had you feeling out of pocket, well, this is the perfect time. I emptied them shits for sure. You owe me that shit to to the boy, yeah. You owe that shit to the boy, yeah. Okay, there's an annotation for you. Oh, that shit to the boy. Um, Drizzy <laughs> ends the first song of his much-anticipated new Drizzy. album, Certified Love. That's what the annotation is. I says. know. But... With a line that will probably make everyone reminisce of old times, and here's why. Um, <laughs> here's showing, why. Here's and more. showing a tweet from December 11th. 2012 at 5:21 a.m. This nigga was up. Uh, you won't, you won't get away with just a thank you. You owe me a favor. And that was it. And then the outro. Thank God they clarified that for yeah. us. Champagne poetry. So that's champagne poetry. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, thank you, genius, for the beautiful. If it wasn't for I the an- reading genius annotations, if it wasn't for the annotations, this probably would have been more worse to read along. Yeah. You think so? Oh no, so. I'm, I'm fucking around. I'm I'm just being. We were bad and bougie. We did, <laughs> but that was funny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we didn't need annotations to tell us why it was funny. Oh my god. <laughs> I should have read Family Ties lyrics. That baby Kenny Kendrick track. Probably. That shit was Probably. I'm gonna read it tonight to myself. <laughs> I mean, I bet you will. If you haven't listened to Family Ties by Baby Keen, go listen to that. Alright, we're about to end the podcast. We've Wait, three hours to let me, let me, let me, let me plug. Oh, let go me ahead. plug, I guess. Um, well, next week is the anniversary of a video game. Oh? Uh, not released in North America. North America is in November, but I don't give a fuck about that because I have nothing to stream right now. Because mm-hmm. I just oh, finished, shit. I just finished Bug Fables. So um, next week is the anniversary 
of the official release release of not only the GameCube but Luigi's Mansion. Oh. So I will be I will be playing Luigi's Mansion the storyline like playing through the story starting next week. Okay. On my streams. Check um, that. Check it. Check it. For the fun of it, I thought about it. I thought about downloading an emulator for a better quality version. Mm-hmm. But nah. Mm-hmm. It's the release of the GameCube, so I'm gonna play my GameCube disc. Oh damn! Okay. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna stream the same way I streamed Paper Mario with I was in your door on my uh, on my Wii, because I don't have a GameCube anymore. Plus, also the GameCube wouldn't be able to plug in my capture Game card. GameCube. Either way, Luigi's Mansion. I'm gonna start streaming that next week. But ooh, I took last week off because I was sick sick oh i'm not gonna hiccup them ups they don't want to say hiccup because i'll have to pay kyle 25 cents every time say it <laughs> i already said it so i owe you 25 cents say the line ryan <laughs> hiccup but regardless i actually am i took last week off i'm supposed to start streaming tonight oh okay. um Boy. Fuck it. Which game should I play? What game should you play? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll give you three games, and you okay. tell me which one I do. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Dead Island. Mm-hmm. Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Far Cry Five. Dead All Island. those are not going to be series. I'm just going to play them for tonight. Dead Island. Maybe tomorrow. Dead Island? Dead Island. I, I'm so happy you said that because that's what I wanted. <laughs> that's yeah, what I, I was wanted. like, Dead Island. All right. So um, by the time you hear this episode, look In at my boss. In honor of there being no Dead Island 2. <laughs> but they said they still making it. <laughs> yeah, look at my VODs. I'll play Dead Island. Eventually down the line, I might try and do a stream of Dead Island, but I might just play it tonight and tomorrow. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, folks. By the time you hear this, I'll be playing Luigi's Mansion the next time my stream streams. Streamies. 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 Okay. We got sloppy today. That's okay. I wanted to. We get sloppier when we have no plans. I wanted to, though. That's fine. Hey. This is a long episode. I know we be making long episodes. Feel free to listen to them in parts at a time. Yes. You don't have to sit through a full fucking three hours and 20 minutes of us talking. I know that's a lot. Yeah. We honestly just shoot the shit. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that. You you could listen to it in sections. You definitely yeah. could. Hour and a half here. Hour, hour and a half next week. You're good. Yeah. And then just in time, another episode will be up. You got more content. Episode 90. Um, we might be talking about a certain anime mm. next episode. I go name no names. I was supposed to finish it. You fear you you guys have heard here and there my opinions on it, but I was supposed to finish it by this episode. But man, man, oh man, they milk that shit. That's right. We're talking about bo 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 bo. Dude, I want them to redo that anime. And keep it in line with the manga and do the part two. Bo 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 tea. <laughs> Dude. Uh, 
I'm, I'm right. It's like every time I get into Naruto, I'm like, yeah, here's an episode or two of cool shit, and we'll go into backstory. And I'm like, cool. Maybe I can skip this. And I look at the filler list, and it's like, no, no, this is manga and filler, so oh, you're gonna damn. have to watch this whole arc. Mangilla. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see, I, I, I see why, um, that one opening is your favorite. I really like that opening, yeah. yeah it's the one with, uh, <laughs> everyone going for the crystal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see why that's your favorite. That's Based on what I know about you, I'm like... Shit is beautiful, bro. It's a shit is beautiful pretty, song. And it's wasted on, like, a filler art. Yeah. It the is, last opening is really good, though, still, I, too. I find it, it's not in my favorites, although I put it in my... I guess top 10 best Naruto intros. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see. Cause I, I plan a whole 40 ounce thing situation about all the intros. Mm. Next episode is going to be all Naruto. Naruto. We're going to probably sprinkle what we want to talk about in the beginning. And then no, fuck it. We'll just talk about Naruto. <laughs> just talk about ninjas and shit. <laughs> but anywho, guys, we're going to wrap up now. Thank you for listening to another episode. Not a long ass episode. Like I said, listen to this shit in parts. Um, I think once season five hits, we'll have a better structure. We'll probably have shorter episodes. They probably won't be longer than two hours. But I'm like, eh, we'll wait until season five to do that. We'll wrap up. We'll just keep going how we're going through the rest of the year. We'll get to it when we get to it. Because we them type of fellers. Um, but love you guys. You have a good night. You have a good weekend. You have a good whatever. Yeah. And we'll see you when we see you. I will say, I wanted to do something special for 100. So if you want to hear us do improv, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. If, if not, we're not going to waste our time with it. But I have some ideas. Okay. But we're not going to waste our time with it if nobody wants to hear it. Okay. So fair let's enough. know. That's fair. All right, y'all. Good night. Man, sleepy uh, from listening to all the Drake. Yeah, that should put me to bed. Fucking boring. <laughs> all right, bye. Okay, now someone told me when it's coming That I could be your plushie Cause in love with you or something A weighty blanket sipping chocolate Neck and golden bumping A crunchy roll get cozy My little story will be watching I know that you ain't wanna start the combo I see the way you look at me The fireworks been starting Ruby red cheeks roasting marshmallows How I feel this like it But Tashi ni wa koku haku ga ai Wait up, wait up, wait up, wait up.